Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good Friday morning, Amy Jacobson here, Dan, John, Dan, <laughs> Dan Anthony, and John Proft here. I've been called worse, so. John Anthony's in for Dan Proft. Okay, friend, what is up with the shades? Uh, just Please don't it. tell me. There's too much light in here today. Seriously? Yeah. You didn't go out last night no. or anything? No. Huh? You didn't cheat on me last night, no. did you? No. no, I actually, I got, my, as you see, I'm using uh, Visine. Oh, my, we can this, turn this, the lights down if this, you want. This eye is very dry. Really? Yeah. Is that normal for this time of year? Yes, it is. Okay. All right. Well, I guess, can you see me okay? I can see you. You know, if you put on your glasses, I'm going to put on we'll my put glasses. On. <laughs> okay, let's see what we got. We got the granny shades. Oh, the the green sh- granny oh, shades. Those are granny shades. I know. Readers. My readers. 312-642-5600 is our turnkey.pro answer line. You could also call us on our or call us, I mean, contact us on our text line. Do you have the text line up and running? No, it's not up. This, this show is starting out beautifully. It's not up. It's not up here. Let me help you out there. I see it up there, in there front of now. me. Oh, it's up there. It's, there it's up we here go. Yeah. Look at me. I'm helping you out. Uh, okay, so um, if you think things couldn't get any worse, oh, they can, and they have gotten worse. Did you hear this story out of what happened in Oak Brook? No, which, which one? Oak Brook Mall. Okay, these five Venezuelan guys. I mean, this is they oh, are yeah. laughing. Laughing at you. They are laughing at me. They are laughing at police. Five migrants from Venezuela. Well, they're trying to steal $2,000 worth of merchandise. They're going from store to store and just yeah. taking stuff. Um, and they laughed mm-hmm. as police officers arrested them. That's what the DuPage County prosecutor said. Uh, police were notified Tuesday evening, so late, earlier this week, that a group of men stole merchandise from the Nike store and other places. Oak Brook police saw the vehicle involved, uh, and they cornered them. They boxed them in. When three men exited the store and they got into that vehicle, police tried to st- initiate a traffic stop. The automobile pulled away, and then they boxed them in again. So it was like a cat and mouse game for a little oh, bit. Boy. The five suspects that were taken into custody stole nine fragrances from Alta store, valued at $1,331, plus shoes, and hats. Did they get Creed? From the Nike store worth $727. Quote, it is alleged that when the defendants were taken into custody, they were laughing at the officers and and not taking this matter seriously, says DuPage County State's Attorney Robert Berlin. I can assure you, in DuPage County, we take <laughs> these allegations very seriously. Wrong county. Wrong uh, county to be doing that in. <clears throat> charged with retail theft and burglary were five Venezuelans who... Have no known permanent address. Yeah. I'm not even going to say their names. Okay. But they're between 18 to 33 years old. Miguel. <laughs> a judge on Wednesday denied prosecutors' request to detain the suspects pre-trial. Yeah. Their next 
court date is March 18th. Now, do you think they're going to be there for that? No. I mean, no. I don't, I don't no. know. Maybe. No, nah, they won't. Maybe they'll show up. No. I yeah. just want to know, did they get the cologne? There's two colognes I like. Okay. Creed and Jean-Paul Gaultier. Jean- Jean-Paul. Jean-Paul. Oh, yeah, hold on. I just got back from prison. <laughs> Jean-Paul Gaultier. You have to yeah. say hi, because everybody talks yeah. hi. Either one of those. Okay, I understand. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they got their their stink on there. So, um, and there's, and, and I'm sure you've been hearing all these reports that Biden, you know, he says he's going to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, did you hear about that? I did. Finally. Just in time for the State of the Union, <laughs> he's going to sign an executive order. You know, the same executive order that Trump had in place to secure our border, right in time for that. Um, also. No one's talking about this story. Did you hear? Did you hear what happened at the Home Depot on 87th and the Dan Ryan? Oh boy! Have you been to that one? Oh, I well, used to a lot of Chicago there. police officers. Oh, that's right. You used to live yeah. over there. Yeah. Um, a lot of Chicago cops are, you know, for their side gig, mm-hmm. they're security guards. Yes. Whether it be at a bar or, you know, a big box Grocery store. I mean, little, little, those little small corner stores. Yeah. yeah. Banks. Yeah. I mean, you. you and they have a right to do that. Mm-hmm. I, that's great. I have two jobs, too. It's $50 I'll, an hour. Well, I mean, come on now. Yeah. Well, um, you know how a lot of uh, illegals, sorry, did I say that? Yeah. Illegals. They're, they they want to be day laborers, yeah. so they stand in line in the parking lot. I mm-hmm. always see them at Addison, and, which is fine. They want to work. I got that. Um, but something happened, and then <laughs> 911 calls were made. Here's This is Chicago Police Dispatch. Units in six and citywide. We have a 10-1-200 West 87th Street, 200 West 87th Street, the Home Depot. Um, the caller said there's over 100 migrants attacking security. Some of the security officers are off-duty police officers. Nothing further. Don't need clear. All right. If I have anybody close by 200 West 87th Street at the Home Depot, are being called in as a 10-1. Over 100 migrants attacking security. Security are off-duty POs. Now, for all units in 6 and citywide, we're giving a disregard for the 10-1 and 200 West 87th Street. Again, that's a, t- a disregard for the 10-1 and 200 West 87th Street, press 610, Adam. That's what, wow. did any mainstream media? A hundred? Pick up on that? Did anybody, was that on the news anywhere? Yeah. No. And I wow. called CPD that nobody was arrested. Well, the you, officers are fine. You're, you're <laughs> asking about 10-1. See, that's a different code. 10-1 um, meant uh, unable to copy. So that's a different code for Chicago. Okay. You know, some of the police departments always have the different codes, but 10-1, I don't You don't know saying. what 10-1 is? Yeah, it sounds like, well, it sounds like 100 uh, illegal immigrants fighting cops. So Biden um, is debating whether to invoke the sweeping presidential authority. Uh, if he can do it, do it now. Don't wait until next month. Right. Why right. wait until next month? Well, that, it's Joe Biden. He, well, first of all, he doesn't know he's doing it. What are you talking about, Amy? In the Big Apple in New York, a uh, uh, naked oh, New York sit naked. Now they're disrobing. Uh, he was running through the streets. He was drunk. Oh yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that, I saw uh, that story. Yeah, and he was getting. He was throwing a snowball on the head of the Amazon driver, oh, and the Amazon driver had to fend him off until uh. the cops came. I mean, think about it. Because people are trying to charge, you know, because there's stuff in that truck yeah. that people want. Yeah. So I'm just going to help myself. Yeah. And then when you're arresting me, I'm going to laugh at you. Yeah. They are laughing at you. I think he was, you know, on something else, though. Well, he yeah. had, we, yeah. we, we wasn't on his clothes or his <laughs> shoes. Um, this was, 
312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line. Uh, I really think that President Trump, former President Trump, hopefully soon to be Trump, could end all this by just taking this clip from Bill Clinton from back in the 90s, Uh just saying this, playing this ad, Mm -hmm. this comment that Bill Clinton made, and then saying, I approve this message. Ready? This is Bill Clinton, Democrat. All Americans, not only in the states most heavily affected, but in every place in this country are rightly disturbed by the large numbers of illegal aliens entering our country. The jobs they hold might otherwise be held by citizens or legal immigrants. The public service they use impose burdens on our taxpayers. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before, by cracking down on illegal hiring, by barring welfare benefits to illegal aliens. In the budget I will present to you, we will try to do more to speed the deportation of illegal aliens who are arrested for crimes, to better identify illegal aliens in the workplace as recommended by the commission headed by former Congresswoman Barbara Jordan. We are a nation of immigrants, but we are also a nation of laws. It is wrong and ultimately self-defeating for a nation of immigrants to permit the kind of abuse of our immigration laws we have seen in recent years, and we must do more to stop it. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this yeah. message. A, a time when you can use words that were, that actually fit illegal. How many times did he say illegal aliens? Criminal aliens. I mean, think about how, how far we've come in, in the changing of language, of them telling us, they telling us what we can't say and can't say. And I just, I mean, for the life of me, since, you know, Governor Abbott has closed, pr- pretty much has closed the border down there by Eagle Pass, and he's actually building a military base, John. Yeah, I saw down that. Down there I with 1,800 National Guard troops and more if need be. The, there has been a lull mm-hmm. in the buses arriving to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to close four migrant shelters. Oh. One in The Loop, one in North Lawndale, one in Lakeview, and one um, in North Park. Why not start with the Broadway Armory? Why not start with the park districts that people use? Because yeah. people that want the Broadway Armory back are getting restless. Right. There's 1,200-plus programs that used to go on there. It's six Jeez. courts. Quinn had his son's birthday party there. Really? Friday night volleyball, Saturday morning basketball, pickleball for seniors. There's a weight room there. There's a track yeah. there that seniors use. They, f- they used to feed low-income seniors yeah. there every day. Now they have to go to different locations. I got but a novel But the older idea. person there, the older woman, she loves this. She loves being like the social justice warrior. I'm helping people. The Broadway Armory is going to continue to be a migrant shelter, but that is not going to stop us from continuing to talk to our colleagues and our administration. Yeah, a bunch of bull jive. Yeah. This Hussein Mohammed is the Park Advisory Council president. Uh-huh. He wants her to just start with spaces that kids and seniors, you know, Americans, yeah. Chicagoans use, yeah. start with that first, and then close the other shelters. There are so many programs at the Armory that have been shut down. We've been really uh, left out of the loop, per se. We've reached out to the city numerous times. And they're not going to change their mind. Yeah. I got a better, more novel idea. What? How about sending them back home? Oh. Oh, yeah. That, oh. I mean. Especially oh. these guys who are laughing yeah. at police. Yeah. Laughing. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be much like, cheaper? <laughs> oh, you're going to arrest me? Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Wouldn't that be cheaper? I don't know. Venezuelans not taking them back, by the way. Think did about how much money. Yeah, I did. Well, think about how much money America, American cities and states would save if they just put them on a plane, send them back, or however, bus, whatever, however they get them back. How about just sending them back? The more you listen, the more you listen, the more you'll know. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Morning Answer on AM 560. The Answer. Hey, business owners, is your business and money in good hands? Does your bank invest in your success? Hi, Mike Gallagher here, letting you know that when you need a relationship bank, Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. I love these guys. Not only do they have expansive industry experience, a strong financial track record, but they're also highly capitalized for strategic growth. That's so important. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. They know what it means to grow a business by designing solutions that are right for you and only you. These are real people. They're ready to help. So reach out to my friends at Signature Bank. Make the call today, 773-467-5630, 773-467-5630, or visit them online at SignatureBank.Bank. That's SignatureBank.Bank. Your business could be Signature Bank's next success story. Go online, SignatureBank.Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Signature Bank. Only the biggest stories, only the biggest guests, and only the biggest opinions. This is AM560, The Answer. All right, good Friday morning, Amy Jacobson here. John Anthony. When you are ready to laugh, I've got the movie for In for, what was that? <laughs> in for Dan Proft. I, I liked, her, Dan I liked your voice, though. I thought I was Dan Anthony. And John Proft? Yeah, yeah John Proft. Um, host of Black and Right Radio. You can listen tomorrow from 4 to 7. You will be on. But we're taking your phone calls right now, 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro. Answer line, you can text us at 64636. Type in DA, then a quick comment. Any text messages? That you're uh, perusing through that are worth mentioning. Well, you can look at them while I, I tell you another. Meet your new neighbors <laughs> in Maryland. No, I don't see anything. Illegal immigrant was arrested oh. after a wild police chase and a stolen tow truck. Did you see it? <laughs> oh God! What yeah, the, the guy was from Nicaragua and he pushed out the guy and jumped in the tow truck, the yeah. Maryland State Highway Patrol, and was driving around erratically, knocking into other vehicles. What is uh, what is huh? what is becoming of our country, Amy? ICE took him into custody, logged a detainer request. It's just a request on him with Montgomery County Detention Center. Also, this is great. Three <laughs> elite. Well, meet, we got to meet your new neighbors. Yeah, come on. Remember Welcome Wagon. Yes. Three illegal aliens involved in a five thousand three hundred dollar heist were apprehended after a traffic stop that uncovered drugs. Oh, this is in New York. No one could speak English. No one had a driver's license. They drove erratically. They drove a car without seat in the in the car without seatbelts, and they had stolen merchandise and drugs in the car. Meanwhile, living for free in a luxury hotel, receiving free food, uh. free cleaning services, free laundry service, free money, free phone, and free health care. That you paid for with our tax dollars. Yeah, of course. I mean, tow truck driver. <laughs> Naked guy. Naked guy. What, did you read that article, though? No, tell us more about that. I, I don't know. if we, Can we say it on radio? He was what? He was masturbating. Oh, you can say yeah, that. Yeah. You can say that, right, Justin? Yeah. Oh, he was doing that while he was. While he was at the Amazon driver. 
Oh. I'm a guy said driver said he kept exposing himself and he just started he called it jerking off. Oh. Yeah. I don't know about that last thing, but masturbating yeah. is a thing. <laughs> yeah. Meet your new neighbors. Yeah. Which story do you oh, like best? My goodness. The ones where the migrants or illegals beat up off-duty Chicago police yeah. officers at yeah. the Home Depot. Yeah. And did you see cuz I, I this warm weather is really sparking a lot of Gypsy, or I'm sorry, Eastern European traveling groups to come out with their children. Did you, did you see yesterday? I did not. <laughs> I mean, they are all over Chicago. They were in Park Ridge with these ladies with their babies strapped to them. Yeah, selling chiclets and. and you know then, what I did yesterday? What after I left here, went home, got to bed, and watched the rookie from the beginning. The rookie. That's what I went. You said. Okay. You said that I did. I see that story. Nope. I no. I'm I just saying when, when you drive around, there are people panhandling everywhere. And oh yeah. I, I never. I, yeah. I never give money to panhandlers. Yeah. But now I'm pissed. Yeah. Because they have competition, where they never had competition before. Yeah. Now, like Scary Mary's yeah. sister owns the intersection at Irving Park Scary, and I-90. Scary Mary. Scary Mary's sister. Don't you know who Scary Mary is? No, who's that? Dude, you got a, a Chicago. I don't. Okay, I haven't walking lived in Chicago. Man and Scary Mary. I know Mary. Walking Man. Okay, so walking, he got burned, right? He's dead. Something? Dead, God. right? Yeah, yeah, he was murdered. Yeah, I, so, I didn't know him. Okay, Walking Man. What a gentle soul. I mean, just very yeah. quiet, but he was very sweet. Um, just because I saw him for twelve years yeah. all the time, but Scary Mary is. Was she would just scream at you, and she was Scary Mary. I've never seen her. Well, Scary Mary's sister is at the intersection at Irving Park and I ninety when you get off. But there now there's competition, so now I'm giving my American homeless people oh, money, and I never do that. Yeah. And there was actually a guy juggling, juggling on a box. Yeah. I felt like I was back in El Paso because they used to do this. He was on top of a a, a crate yeah. and was juggling bowling pins. Yeah. At the intersection of uh, Irving Park and Damon and Lincoln. Do you see the young the lady with her baby out here, right off of, um, as soon as you get off the expressway on 53? There's mm-hmm. a lady, and there's a husband on one side, a lady with oh, a yeah. child. No. Yeah, they're out here a lot. Why aren't the kids in school? That, that's a lot good of kids were out panhandling with their parents yesterday. That's why I want a cool sweep to come back in yeah. to get them out. Yeah. We'll send them home. Send them home, yeah. Let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Terry in Rogers Park, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Um, did, did those illegals uh, that robbed those stores at least uh, have to give back what they stole? <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. they returned the items yeah. to the store. But, yeah, thank you. That's for how they asking. came up with the value of what the, what was stolen. Right. You know, because but perfume is like you can expensive. steal a thousand three hundred and twenty one bucks from Alta. It's expensive. Yeah, I guess so. Thanks, Terry, for the phone call. Let's go to 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 to, to Bob in Buffalo Grove. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Very good. Uh, good to talk to you again, Amy, and good to hear you. Um, hey, buddy, John. We ought to uh, rebrand the show um, <laughs> Black and White. <laughs> oh gosh. Hey, I don't know if you got the picture I sent you. Um, Yesterday, I'm watching the Ingraham show, and she had a great segment. Are you aware of uh, the um, congressional candidate? I can't remember what state. Maybe Arizona, but uh, Kate Monroe went to Home Depot to buy her own razor wire to plug the holes oh, in the yeah. fence. Wow. Whoa. All right. So I wonder what the, the blowback's going to be. She said, you know, the president's not doing it. So I found a hole in the fence, and I'm going to plug it. Good for her. 
Woo. That's great, and she has a right to do that. Well, so I mean, she's, no one's going to protect the border. Yeah, she. Can. Yep. So she's put it herself, a, a citizen, congressional candidate. Maybe you can get her on to talk about it. All right. Text me the name again. All right. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Kate. Kate Monroe. Okay. Thanks, Bob. I, I didn't hear you that. You got last that? Part. I didn't hear that last. Kate. <laughs> All I heard was Kate. Yeah. I didn't hear the last. You write Kate. that down. Was it Monroe? Justin, did you write that down? No, I love it. Good. Thanks, Bob. I love Bob. He's our yeah. favorite engineer of give us the a, week. Give us a text, Bob, on the text oh. <laughs> line with the name. Yeah, he will. Eduardo in Tampa Bay, formerly of Midway. How's it going out there, Eduardo? Trader. Uh, good. I thought I'd call in because I don't think I'll be able to make the 830 uh, call in. But I'll be at, uh, before I make my comment here, I'll be at the Billy Joel Sting concert at the big stadium tomorrow. Oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the reason I caught on, on your topic here. Uh, there's a program, I don't know if you guys in Chicago get it, but it's called Daily Blast, and they're out of uh, Denver. Mm-hmm. And every time they talk about that, they never flash the images on their city, but they're obviously one of the cities that's getting these illegals, and they're asking for more money on there. Of course. Oh, yeah, Denver. And, and, uh, Denver another... do, do you know how bad, Eduardo, it is in Denver that at one school district, he said they normally get five to ten new students a year? They're getting five to ten new students yeah. a week, and the actual American citizens – that go to that school are being forced out and sent to different schools to make room for illegals. So the, whatever they knew, the same classroom, same classroom, same teacher that they've had all school year. Now they're sent to a different school. They should be sending the illegals yeah, to need a to different school the, or send them yeah, back home. They need home. to go after these uh, charities too. They need yeah. to go after the charities. NGOs, the yeah. Who are down at the border. Yeah. Okay. I know. The Catholic the charities, they're helping out. Yeah. I know the Mormon Church wants people because they want to do what the Democrat yeah. like. The Democrats need people to fill the Democratic party. But, but think part. about this: the, but the Mormon Church wants more Mormons, yeah. so they're going to sponsor people to go to certain yeah. states, like maybe my Utah. And oh, I know, don't close to home. <laughs> and that's you know, and I don't know if they say they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart or are they doing it because they want to grow their base. Right. Because that's why the Democrats are doing it. And they're mostly I, going to blue cities. Votes. Blue cities because they're bleeding, hemorrhaging people. Yeah. And so they need to get the votes back. Well, two things. The census, it, it counts bodies. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you are a citizen or not. When, you, when they do the census, they count the number of bodies. It doesn't matter if you're an uh, American citizen or not. So but, some people can keep their congressional districts. It, and, it, and guess what? It also grows. I mean, Illinois, because we've lost people, mm-hmm. we've lost congressional seats. Remember when we had 22, 25 c- congressmen here in the state of Illinois, and now we're down to 17? But don't tell Pritzker that, because oh, yeah. Pritzker says that we're not losing people, yet we lost a congressional yeah. seat. Yeah, but but think about this, Amy. The U.N. is down at our border facilitating this mass invasion. The U.N. Really? And, yeah. They're, they're, you didn't see any of the videos um, Ben Bergram um, did? About that, about the UN, there was a, ch- a chapter of the UN um, that was down there at the border. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? On, on the on the Mexican side. The Mexican well, this side. was this was yesterday in or no two days ago in California because yeah. now they're all coming in California. through California. Here we go. China, China, ma'am, where are you from? China, 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 yeah. China, 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 China. Yes, China, yes, China, Georgia, China, China. Yeah. Last yeah. year we hit 462, I believe. Yeah. People from China illegally crossed. Yeah. In the last three months, guess how many we've had? How many? Twenty thousand. Jeez. You know they have their own hotel down there, 
on the on the Mexican side of the border. Oh, China. Um, there was a, a report done um, by an independent journalist, and they found. I mean, all the signs are in in in, in the Chinese dialect, Mandarin, and whatever the other dialects that are there are in China. Uh huh. They have an entire hotel with just nothing but Chinese immigrants on the Mexican side. Yeah, and they have police stations yeah. in New York that I never knew yeah, about. The FBI. Oh. oh my God! All right, Craig and Mount Greenwood, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, good morning, uh, John and Amy. Hey, buddy. Hey, um, my daughter Amanda sends her regards to you again, John. She says if I talk to you. <laughs> well, we got. We, Hi, I'll, so. I'll come to Chicago and we can come. I'll come hang out. How's that? All right, sounds good. Hey, maybe that uh, my my pillow thing over at Bourbon Street that's coming up in March, March fifth. I don't know you're gonna be there. I'll be at the one in Bolingbroke. Oh, I don't I'm know if you, I'm Amy, gonna be in Chicago. <laughs> anyway, I'll be wherever they tell me to be, and I'll be on time, and I'll wear what they tell me to wear. How does that? Sound? All right, I'll say hi. To you. I'll come by and say hi to you and give you a hug, too. Okay, good. I would love to anyway. meet you in person. Yes, what's your point, sir? All right. This is this is all by design, and the reason that these illegals are so brazen in that is because they they have been uh, recruited and paid and bribed. And they're being brought in in these groups already because there's such a huge component of our government, so-called government, that our anti-American uh, uh People that want to bring our country down, it's so, it's all, the, the point that gets misses, it's not by accident, it's not, it's purposeful, they're trying to get as many of them in there, that's why they're paying them and giving them all these incentives to come over, and that's why they, they're so brazen, they, they know that they've got this protection of, in, in our so-called government, probably starting with uh, Obama, putting all kinds of people in uh, high places uh, that are like-minded, hate America and want to bring it down, and until somebody catches on, our, our military, if it was anything, should be saying, look, we're being invaded and just do something about it. But it's our eyes are closed. We're like uh, ostriches with our heads in the sand while this is going on. And it's going to get a lot worse than just these hundreds of people taking over places and beating up. It's going to get worse and worse until right. it comes to a head. All right. Thanks so much for the phone call. Um, and I want to, CWB, we love them. CWB Chicago. Do you follow them on Twitter? Yeah. yeah I'm trying to draw here. Justin, can you help me out? And I can't reach the, There we go. Okay. So they just uh, <laughs> put this out recently. Um, migrants are telling Chicago cops that they're committing crimes so the U.S. will ship them back to Venezuela, according to Chicago Police Department reports. Quote, he will do whatever it takes. If that is beating up a police officer or hurting a civilian, he will do it. And here is his picture. He wants to go back. Meet your new neighbor who doesn't want to be your neighbor anymore. He wants to go back to Venezuela. But the problem is, according to the Wall Street Journal, Venezuela has halted all flights of deported illegal immigrants from of the U.S. their own citizens? Yep. Uh, Venezuelan has followed through on their threat to stop accepting flights of migrants <laughs> deported from the U.S. and Mexico. Are we the only country in the nation that's... that's- Dealing with this buffoonery? Uh-huh. Are we the only? I mean, everybody else, every other country protects their borders because they, they want to make sure that their citizens are protected and safe, except America. According to data from the U.S. government, the United States deported approximately 1,800 Venezuelans on 15 flights since October, and now they're done. They're like, we're not taking, you can't land here. Yeah. Right. And and it's Panama, not Mexico, where all that stuff I was talking about earlier. Oh. It's Panama. Oh, in Panama? That's in Panama, where they have the hotels? Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, that's about the halfway point. <sighs> all right, things are looking great. Having a good time. 
The more you listen, the more you listen, the more you'll know. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Morning Answer on AM560. Hey, business owners, is your business and money in good hands? Does your bank invest in your success? Hi, Mike Gallagher here, letting you know that when you need a relationship bank, Signature Bank makes commercial banking personal. I love these guys. Not only do they have expansive industry experience, a strong financial track record, but they're also highly capitalized for strategic growth. That's so important. That's why Signature Bank is my bank. They know what it means to grow a business by designing solutions that are right for you and all only you. These are real people. They're ready to help. So reach out to my friends at Signature Bank. Make the call today. 773-467-5630. 773-467-5630 or visit them online at signaturebank.bank. That's signaturebank.bank. Your business could be Signature Bank's next success story. Go online signaturebank.bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Signature Bank. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. All right, it's official. Parents have no power in Chicago. 312-642-5600, 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line. You could text us on our text line, 64636. Type in DA, then a quick comment. Um, yeah, the Chicago School Board voted unanimously 7-0 to zero wow. to remove Chicago police officers from the remaining 39 schools that have SRO, school resource officers. Yeah. And the kiddies came out, and they protested. Pops out. You get the point. <clears throat> what, what is this? The saying: the youth is youth is wasted on the young. The young. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they have a right to free speech. Yeah. Where, wasn't there a school yesterday? Sounds I'm like just, activists, though. Just no, no. Those were kids. Those yeah. are students. Here's one of them. They want the cops out because cops are bad. Mm. Remember mm-hmm. after George Floyd, those evil, evil police officers. So we are here today to demand the removal of student resource officers from the Chicago public schools. <laughs> we are demanding that the money be reinvested and reallocated towards restorative justice tactics that do not criminalize or subject our students to harsh punishment. Okay, so... Th- CPS spends about ten million a year on these police officers. Yeah. Uh, it's we have six hundred and thirty-four schools. Officers were only in thirty-nine because local school councils, the LSC, each LSC voted whether or not to keep or remove police officers. Yeah, I loved our school resource officers that we had. We had two of them. Mm-hmm. We don't have two anymore. They're mm-hmm. gone. But we have wonderful security guards that I know would take a bullet for any kid in that school. Yes, love them. Yes. And we have metal detectors, and I love that. But um, this has gone a step too far because you had a dad speak, and this dad, his son, um, his his granddaughter goes to Innovations High School, Mm -hmm. you know, where two people were gunned down, brutally assassinated. Yeah. Right outside of school, right when they were walking out the door, 
Mayor Johnson said that he's going to respect the rights of local school council, and then I guess the the left said, no, 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 get those officers out of the school. And it's like, what sense does that make? I'm sorry, that was Dwayne Truss, and his granddaughter goes to Michelle Clark High School, yeah. where there was a shooting last year. Hmm. Others outside of our parents from Juarez High School were there, where there was four shot uh, last year or the year yeah. before, I can't remember. But in one week, we had... A kid killed outside of Sun High School. Yeah. Another shot. Mm-hmm. And then the two killed brutally at Innovations. Um, you think now's the time to keep resource mm-hmm. officers out of school? 312-642-5600. Turnkey.pro. Answer line 646 uh, Type in DA, then a quick comment. Uh, one alderman was there. Alderman Spazzato. The blood is going to be on your hands if something happens to some kids or some teacher or some crazy parent in a parking lot at dismissal time. Okay. Amy, I'm a former school resource officer, right? Oh, okay. I'm also a former juvenile officer. Um, what school were you stationed at? I did not know There was know a couple that. of schools down in um, the Kennel County area. Okay. Uh, down in Millbrook in Newark, Illinois, right? Um, first of all, this burns me. I mean, really, this really makes me angry because if you at least all of the school resource officers I know, the job of the reason why you're putting the school is to protect, first of all, to protect the the students, right, and the teachers so that they can be safe. We don't go to look to try to hem them in. The juvenile law won't allow us to do that. It's not about punishing. Now, when you go out and commit, egregious crimes of course you're going to get locked up you take the shot spotter away you take you you're allowing all these illegal immigrants into this country into this city and now you want to remove police officers from the schools and you don't think you're creating and remember these are activists pushing all this stuff right until um, listen i'm telling you amy until you need the police you don't understand the ramifications, and, and there are people who are making this, this, these decisions who are clueless. Well, they're brainwashing our children to think the police are bad. This is the whole defund police well, that's why movement. Police... And then those kids that were standing there screaming cops out, and we want them yeah. out now. Yeah. I mean, what? Right. But that's another aspect. But what was your relationship with the kids? I mean, it don't was they... amazing. Okay. You know why? What kind of feedback Be- were you getting? I'm, I'm amazing. I actually had a commendation from the, the principal of two of the schools who sent me a commendation because of how I interacted with the kids. Be- but that's another aspect of being a school resource officer. You're put in there to give the kids a different perspective. Like, I never used to, a parent would come up to me, oh, yeah, he's going to arrest you. I, I would, I, ma'am, please don't say that. Oh. And I'd say, please, I, I'm not here to arrest your child. Yeah. I said, that's not my only function. I, I I really believed in the community-oriented policing model. I believed in it with every fiber of my... Uh, that's why they called me the doc or rev up in the, the Boulder Hill area. Because I was I was literally getting out walking, talking to parents. And, and did a, you have your uniform on? Um, some days I did, some days I didn't. Were uh, you did, armed? Of course I was armed. I was armed. Of course I was. E- e- even when I went, in, so when I went into the schools... So would you help the kids that were truant? Would you try to yes, get them? Yes. I would go... To, I, mean, I, I, I remember this one kid right, right in Boulder Hill. Um, and I would I would go to his house, play football with him, play catch with him, and just have deep co- philosophical conversations with this. I think he was 10, 11 years old, and his mom loved the aspect because he's never had a he was four brothers, and they were always and then they became like the night they, because they became the nightmares of our of that community. Yeah, 
I'm like, wait a minute. And that's what led me to build a community center up there. I built a community center because I started. Is it now a shelter for illegals? Right, no, I'm sorry, no, too soon. no. It's a no. church, actually, now. <laughs> okay. It's a church. That but you built this now. community center. I built a community good, good center to deal with the problems that were happening in that community. But police officers, listen, you got your bad police officers. You know, I, I've called them out. You know, the, 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 uh, Brandon, and Brandon was talking about it, the, the, the officer that killed Walter Scott. You know, I mean, you shoot this man in the back and he's running away. Come on, that's, that's bad policing. Bad policing. The guy that just recently, uh, Acorn dropped, and he started unloading. That's bad police. He should never be in policing ever again. I will call out bad policing. But the police officer who shot that white woman in the alley, yeah, who was going to just get in her car and he was trigger happy yes. and started shooting her. But 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 I mean, Amy, Amy, think about what's happening across this country. Think about it. We're allowing all this stuff to happen, and we're taking away the safeguards to keep us protected. Why? Where, where does that make any sense? Okay, so the school board vice president Elizabeth Todd Breland, she said, and help me dissect this: the move is part of an ongoing effort to improve school safety by addressing the causes of violence rather than having police respond to them. Yeah. Mm. What is it? No. And the restorative justice? Can yeah. you? I, I said on the restorative justice what committee is, in okay. Springfield. It's basically. What the, is restorative justice? Uh, <laughs> you got to have. All uh, the people. you got to have LaShawn, and LaShawn Ford actually break it down because he breaks it down in a way. But it's, it's, it's uh, in my opinion, it's coddling crime and criminals. In my opinion, because I sat on the on that committee when I was in Springfield, and everything that came to that committee was how do we remove police? How do we how do we punish police? How do we? I mean, it was it was basically the the a criminal's paradise. In my and this is my opinion because I read the bills that came into this committee, and when you start doing that, I believe in criminal justice reform. That's why I helped lead some of the major criminal justice reform that happened in the state of Illinois. In 2015, okay, but in 2014 and 15, but when you when you're coddling the criminal, especially those who who who, who prey on individuals, that's where I draw the line. That's where I draw the line. And police officers are put in these schools to develop these relationships with, with with these kids to have them see police officers differently. Now, if I'm wrong, somebody call in and tell me I'm wrong. Three one two six four two five six zero zero. Um, the CPS CEO Pedro Martinez says they have until June 27th, you ready? Yeah. To present a holistic school safety plan to the board. Hmm. So the policy work will start now over the next two months with the goal of, of having a policy for the board to review and approve by, by June of this year. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds safe. All right, to the phone lines we go. Let's go to oh, our good friend Greg in Schomburg. Good morning, Greg. How are you? Hey, Amy. How you doing? John, Hello. you're a rising Salem star. Mm-hmm. There's no two ways about it. Um, Thank you. The first, when you told, put the story, the first image that came to my mind was a theological one, and I don't mean it in this manner, but it was almost like you're taking the shepherd away from the sheep. Yes. And that, um, you know, you, you've just put a bunch of kids that are subject to all of the evils of the world in such a risky situation. And then, John, as your comments continued on, but I'd also like to put that uh, this, these attributes to Amy, too. I thought of uh, what does that really feel like now with those kids not having that officer in there in that 
they probably, I, I know in our schools in Schaumburg, you know, the kids loved these guys. Yep. You know, they would stand out there when they would come into the school. They would give them high fives, things like that. And it's little things like that that change kids' lives. It's the moment on the playground where they get inspired by just one word where the, the, you know, the placement says, you know, I believe in you. You can do better than this. It's like the, what you do, Amy, with your teams, what you impart to these kids. It's those things. And just one last point. Take this instance, and then the loss of the scholarship program, you know, that state wouldn't continue to fund, you know, like you and Dan were covering, Amy. And it's just horrible, the decisions these people are making. That's yep. all I got. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. And I, I, d- I want to tell you a quick story. So we, when my, one of my kids was a freshman, he went to CVS with a bunch of other kids. Hey, Cavaliers. And guess what they did? What? They took some stuff. Uh-oh. So I got a call from the school resource officer, the Chicago police. And, I, you know, you see the calling. You're like, oh, no. Uh-oh. First thing was, what did he do? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> cut the BS. Like, hi, how are you? I mean. He told me what he did, so it scared him to never do it again. Yeah. When he had to go into the mm-hmm. SROs, the, the Chicago Police Officer's Office that they used to have, it scared him straight. Right. And that's what they need. Right. And then I grabbed him by the ear. I'm like, we're going back to the store, and you're giving, you're paying for that item. Right. And, and paying for, you know, I said, what else? You know, he gave him the item back, and then also paid for that item, but gave the item back. Right. And depending on the crime, it doesn't stay on their record. Oh, no. It, I mean, it was right. like six bucks. But right. still, it was just, you know, they were doing it for fun. Well, you don't do that. You don't take from, you don't steal, right. basically. But that SRO officer, I think his name was Ken, he scared him straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a very, you know. And you know what else? What? You, you, that officer being in there, especially when you start developing relationships with um they start telling you stuff. They start saying, you know, we uh, down in Kendall County, one of the school resource officers, we found out that she was being molested by her dad. Her dad had he built an entire room within his room. Ew. He was growing weed. We found weed there. He was growing weed, and he was molesting her in this room, and we found that out. But <laughs> because we, when you develop that that trust relationship with these right. kids, you know, even to this day, some of those kids still um, come on Facebook and and say hi to me because. Just how I treat them. Well, you change their lives. I change their lives. Yep. Nate in Bridgeport, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Yeah, well, I left Bridgeport. I live about 100 miles south of here now. And we got uh, where the detective actually moved his office to the grammar school. We got one stoplight. He spends most of his day there because there's nothing much to do. Okay. And, um, it's, I mean, great way to do it. Park right. right out front yep. school. They got to get past him first. Yep. Good. Thanks, Nate, for the phone call. Not Let's to mention go. the school shootings. <clears throat> well, yeah. David and Winneka, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Yeah, hey, good, good morning, guys. Um, to, to fight terrorism, I'm just going to take it off track here for a second, uh, but it has to do with schools, is that you need to understand terrorism. And since we don't, when you think about schools, they're such soft cell targets, and if you really wanted to create terror, who are you going to hit? Where's it going to hurt us yep. the most? It's going to hurt us the most with our kids, and it just baffles me that we don't have at least 15 officers, shock guys, whatever, you know, protecting our kids in our schools just, you know, right now. Now that we have 10 million immigrants. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Thank you. Uh, Ron in Delavan, Wisconsin, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Uh, Yes. 
I kind of think that the roots of this whole situation started in 2014 that I saw when Obama started with Professor Gates and basically saying that they acted stupidly, you know, he acted stupidly, the police. And then it went to Trayvon Martin and all that stuff because with Trayvon Martin, uh, his girlfriend was on the phone with him and this was in the Pierce Morgan program that uh, she said that he, you know, thought that, uh, let's see, the person that was after Trayvon Martin was a child predator and was George going Zimmerman? to, you know. To, he wasn't yeah, a police Zimmerman officer, though. No, he wasn't. He was a, yeah. a right, neighborhood watch. No, he wasn't. Right. I know he wasn't. He was just a... Neighborhood uh, watch. Neighborhood watch, right. Yeah. But his... Uh, let's see. Rachel Gentile, she was on Pierce Morgan, and she said that uh, she was talking with Trayvon at the time, you know, that the incident happened, and she said that she had told him that he might be a, pre a predator and that he was going to, you know, go after him because, and okay. George or Trayvon turned around and attacked George Zimmerman at that time. Well, no, we're not going to relitigate thing. the right. Trayvon Martin, but Ron, thank you so right. much for the phone call. But you Appreciate know what? That. Well, I got one. You know what? But but Sorry, Barack's, I didn't mean to cut you off. The former president's Did. attack on police officers didn't just start there. Remember this this um uh, the um racial profiling bill that was his. Barack yeah. Obama oh, introduced right. that in in the in in legislative body, yeah. but he took it, in my opinion, on a whole national scale when he didn't even know all of the facts of that case. Um, what that cop did was the right thing uh, uh, with uh, Lewis Gates or whatever his name is. Um, the, yeah, Professor Gates. Yeah, guess and then what? And they had the beer summit. I don't know remember? you. No, I don't know I don't you. Know. I see a man trying to get into a house. Guess what? I'm going to stop my patrol car. Hey, sir, can you come here? This is my house. I don't know that. How do I know that? You know, the cop, I'm sure, the cop said he didn't know it. You know, and Obama, the cop acted stupidly. How is that stupidly? He's doing his freaking job. I know. He never He never liked police officers. Uh Sergeant Dino in Gilberts, Illinois. See, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Always great to hear from you. You know, uh, what's up, John Anthony? Hey, what's up, brother? So, yes, sir. I want to quickly add that my stint as a school resource officer going back, uh, one of my mentors actually was the founder of the Children's Advocacy Center. So what people have to remember is that the Illinois Juvenile Court Act goes back to 1887. Yep, yep. And the whole idea is, is behavior modification. Yep. It's with progressive discipline. It's with love and truth. It's working hand in glove with the community. And, uh, you know, I, here I am, you know, 54-ish, and I get calls once oh. in a while from students that I have uh, been blessed to, you know, hang out with when I was a school resource officer. Um, my, my final thought is it, it might be out there, but I'm just curious to know, if you remove the school resource officer, where is the accountability for the faculty? You know, what is the faculty teaching? You know, what, what is going on with any indoctrination? That's what I'm curious to know. I'm, I'm looking at a bigger, bigger picture other than the obvious. Well, you guys have a good day. Thanks, God bless. <clears throat> Thanks Sergeant. The more, you listen, the more you listen, the more you'll know. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Morning Answer. On AM560, The Answer. If you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, The Answer. Uh, it's Friday. I'm in love. Uh, uh, 
Good morning, Amy Jacobson here, John Anthony, and for Dan Croft. Hey, hey, hey. Still wearing the shades in the studio, yeah. huh? Looking hey, like a I, cool cat. You know why? Why? Because I can. Because you what? That's, because I can. Okay. I wear my sunglasses at night because I can. You know the song? Oh, you're right. Come on. Are you going to keep them on the whole time? Maybe. I don't know. Depends on I how I feel. I can dim the lights a little. No, I'm okay. I mean, you know. Okay. I don't want Princess to I be uncomfortable look cool. here. I want to look cool, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, speaking of cool cats, uh, let's get straight to it. I can't wait to talk to her. Yes. Anita Padilla, former anchor at Fox 32, now the news director at Florida's Voice. You can follow it at flvoicenews.com. Good morning, Anita. How are you? Hey, John and Amy. Hi. I'm wonderful. How are you guys? We're doing, you know, yeah. we're, we're getting through it. We've had a lot of crazy things happening in Chicago. They just voted yesterday to remove uh, police officers from all remaining Chicago public schools. They got rid of Spot Shotter. What else is uh, going on? Um, uh, 100, yeah. 100 illegals attacking cops at Home oh, Depot. Yeah. Uh, the le- uh, Venezuelans here that are here illegally are attacking cops because they want to be sent back home, but the Venezuelan government won't take them back. So we're doing great. Is there anything you're missing here? <laughs> Things are going really swell. Oh, my gosh. Well, 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 what about the woman at City Hall that was screaming at Brandon Johnson? And I loved how she did her exit. And she was like, that's right, Brandon Johnson. <laughs> and I loved it. I was like, man, you go, girl. You tell him you're not going to tolerate it. We put you in office. And if you don't uh, start listening, well, apparently he's not listening to them. No. He <laughs> the, is uh, so went over his he head. He's who he's mayor for, you know? <laughs> I It's so frustrating for me. I have been keeping up with what's going on. I see all the feeds and you know once in a while i'll chime in um because this job has got a big focus on florida so i'm always trying to like keep up abreast of what's going on in chicago just because i have family that lives there Mm -hmm. and it cracks me up when i say something on twitter and then i get these idiots and if you're listening yeah you're an idiot (laughs) because you'll say something well here comes florida girl why don't you mind your own business you live in florida now like like, really grow uh, up. You know, the world is a big place, especially on social media. And um, this is still always going to be my home. Chicago is always going to be my home. I just chose to, uh, you know, enjoy some more sunsets and warm weather and uh, take on a different job where I could speak my mind a little bit more than uh, I was allowed to do when I was working for corporate media. So um, it's it's been a, a breath of fresh air, but I got to tell you, it it kills me every time I see some of these stories, like you were just mentioning. It's what I mean. We I had like Chicago has just gotten worse since I left, and it's yeah. been a month and a half. Oh, Anita, we had twenty attacks within twenty four hours in our neighborhood. I mean, between Ravenswood, Logan Square, uh, Lakeview, Lincoln Park. Mm-hmm. And they were, the victims were from ages 16 to 68. And this was broad daylight. It started at 11 a.m. And they would go up to women, and they targeted all women, and grab this one, they grabbed the 68-year-old by her hair, threw her to the ground, and then hit her repeatedly with a blunt object in broad daylight. And nobody Jeez. nobody came to her rescue. It's like people are putting Because everybody's afraid. They're afraid. Yeah, they're afraid to be involved they're afraid to be next and i saw the video and actually i shared it this one woman uh, maybe maybe it was the same one you're talking about they drove away and then they came back and got her again no that's, um, that's a different woman was, that i mean that was just that was late night that was like but i mean how sick and perverted yeah. they knock her down they yeah. hurt her then they come back and you think as a victim okay is, is my hell over is this over and mm-hmm. that sticks with somebody for the rest of their lives mm-hmm. i mean she's Absolutely. never going to be the same 
And no, I know. And I've been hearing about Lakeview being under attack from these um, these uh, robbery uh, rings that are going around with stolen vehicles, you know, whether they're Kias or whether they're Hyundais. And <clears throat> and then they just go and they yeah. ambush, you know, their victims. So it's it, – and what's sad is I – I hate to say it, but, it, you know, it, it is. It's this whole push for, like, oh, we've got to go for social justice. We've got to give people a break. This is the problem when you don't prosecute yep. people for the smaller crimes. And you keep giving them a pass, you keep giving them a pass, and this is all they know. There's no consequence. It's like a petulant child that has no discipline. <laughs> exactly. This is what you're going to end up with. So with your exit from Fox 32, I watched your goodbye, and um, I started crying. <laughs> you was did? Really oh, I nice. did too at the end. I know. I saw that. That's why I started crying, too. But were, was it? did you surprise your bosses? Did they know that I you were going to be leaving, or how did it go? No, no, they did not know. Um, they. So the thing is, you know, I, I felt for a while that I had to – speak my mind. And it was clear that I was doing that anyway on social media. But, you know, the problem is <laughs> you're a journalist and you're working for corporate media and they've got a brand to protect. And um, I just wanted to be able to say and speak more. I, I just felt like there was a bigger, bigger calling on my life. And really, I'm a person of deep faith for those who know me, those who follow me. And I had been praying about this for a very long time. And I asked God to open up opportunities for me. And I went down to Florida, and my husband and I started looking at houses. We looked at 65 houses before we wow. purchased one in Cape Coral. Yeah, we looked at 65 houses. And finally, in back in September, we made a purchase. But the, the uh, thought was that we would have a vacation home, and we would rent it out as an Airbnb, and we would still stay in Chicago. And I would continue working because I'm under contract at the time, and my contract was ending at the end of the year. But as things kind of progressed and what I saw going on in Chicago and I saw going on in Illinois, I'm like, do I really want to live, you know, like this, um, where I see things that, that, for instance, Mayor Johnston, you know, Johnson doesn't want to talk at all to anybody, no. but especially I, I, because uh, because we're Fox. There's this perception that yeah. Fox is all you know conservative. We're just like the network. Not you know, Fox 32 is nothing like the network, even though it's run by the same company. But people have this thought about Fox. So you know, trying to get an interview with the mayor was was ridiculous. But when we when he finally came in office, it was almost like, well, we don't want to say the wrong thing because he may not give us an interview. And I'm like, he's not going to give us an interview anyway. Right. Okay? And even if he does give us an interview, it's going to be controlled so so much because he doesn't know what he's doing. Oh, I mean, clueless. You know, clueless. That's the, I mean, I've never, have you ever seen a worse mayor in your life than him? I mean, people thought Mayor Lyfo was bad. bad. Least, you know, she's a former U.S. attorney. Yeah. Attorney assistant U.S. attorney. I mean, at least she knew. I mean, she was, and I think she, you know, shot herself in the foot because she was so yeah. cantankerous and mm -hmm. demonstrative to certain reporters. And then she became yeah. nice again, but it was a little too late yeah. for her. But it at was. least, you know, this, this, this guy is just, I mean, this is, he's not even running the show. He can't even pay his own water bill. That's the thing that bothers this, me the most. 
And see, and that's the thing is like, why aren't more journalists reporting that about him? You know, there's this, there, there's been this thought like, oh, you can't say this, you can't say that, we do, you don't want to, but this is what it just drives me crazy is not, not reporting all of the information that we know as journalists. There's a lot of things we hear and a lot of things we know, but eh, they don't want to go with that because City Hall might get mad at us. And and it's not just one newsroom. It's all of them. They're all like that. They're all like that. So, and, you know, there are those that will eventually stick their neck out. And once it's almost like when the sharks smell blood, and and now they do. So now you're starting to see some of these things come out about him. Like, um, I forget who, what publication it was, but they said the honeymoon is over. Yeah. And if you ask me, the honeymoon should have been over a very long time ago for Brandon Johnson because he's just messing up. I mean, how can you say – it started for me it, even before he started working when he started calling these uh, Kia boys and kids that are – you know, they're silly kids. Right. No, oh, yeah, that were drag racing in the street and <laughs> smash and grabs. They're just silly kids. Yeah, that was. Oh, I, I heard that. I heard that. Uh, Anita, you know, I got a bone to pick with you because um, you didn't tell me you were moving to Florida. Because you remember, you remember, we I did say, hey, I want you to come on my show. <laughs> and um, I, I don't know if you recall that 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 text conversation that you and I had, but that's okay. It's okay. You moved <laughs> to Florida already. It's okay. Well, it's so funny. You're not the only one. Listen, for those of you who know me and you feel like I just boogied out of town without, you know, telling anyone, you're not alone because nobody knew. There are family members that I didn't tell. Listen, (laughs) there was, I went to, because I told you I'm a person of faith. I had gone to church back in February and I, it's funny, my husband and I walk into this church and we've never been into church in a long time. Well, we've been to church, but we just haven't been to church in a long time. So we choose this little church. We walk in. We're the only people who are not African-American. We're like, okay. (laughs) Uh, But they were so awesome there. I loved it. And this preacher was amazing. And he said, he said, not everybody is happy for you when God has a plan for you. You don't tell everybody. You keep it to yourself and you work on your plan because when, and I'm going to bring up some, some stuff here, but when, when there are people that are, 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 you know, listening to some other, you know, side telling them, you know, to undermine you, well, then your plans get destroyed. So don't be telling people your business. And so I kept this whole thing to myself and when it came to the point where I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore, I did surprise my bosses. And Amy, you watched that that video or that um, when my goodbye mm-hmm. that was on a Wednesday. The <laughs> movers were at my house that afternoon, <laughs> and I left on Thursday. Woo. Oh my gosh! Just ask Joseph about that. But um, you know, I, as, as far as it relates to Brandon and, and the media, is it the potential for access that they? They're afraid to lose because yeah. the potential. If you say the wrong would, thing and you yeah. piss him off or anybody on his staff, then they will not get you that one-on-one. Yeah, well, and everybody talk, seeks the one-on-one. Talk to us about uh, Florida Voice News. What 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 are you doing down there, and um, where can people find it here in Illinois? Well, Florida Voice Florida's Voice News is um, it's all political, and I am the news director as well as I'll be reporting. But right now, this is a digital platform, so there's a lot to learn about. Um, you know, making sure that scripts are what they should be for the show. So here's the deal. So the 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 boss here 
used to be an investigative reporter for a CBS station, and he just got tired of, like me, tired of corporate media, opened his own, started his own, launched his own show, all politics, all uh, with a conservative spin, um, and he is all about free speech. Mm. So, and it's just Florida. They just want to cover Florida. So uh, he started this four years ago with like 35,000 and it's just ballooned and blossomed. And it was, you know, he got me to come down here and he was determined to get me to come work for him. I had this job lined up in mid-October. Wow. I actually had a couple of job offers before I even decided to leave. But it was so, you know, he was like, no, you're the person. You're going to come work for me. you got to come work for me. So um, I come to work for him and it's a small operation, but there's only like 10 people on the staff wow. and the, the amount of news that they we crank out is just incredible really a great team of reporters so what they do is they cover all the politics whether it's in Tallahassee right now um, the legislature is in session so there's a lot of these very uh, aggressive bills that are coming um, onto the floors and so they're reporting those. I help approve what goes onto the web, and then some of those stories end up as news stories for a show. And right now, I'm the one that's choosing what goes into the show. I write the stories. I'm, so I'm doing like five jobs, which is kind of funny. It's like I'm doing it all. I'm the assignment editor. I'm the copy editor. I'm the executive producer. I'm the news director, and I'm the producer of the show yeah. and the writer. So maybe that's more. So, but it's, 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 it's a learning curve. And, um, so you, you, I'm just blown away at how fast some of these reporters can respond and type back. And I'm like, okay, uh, wait, 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 what, what's going on? Plus I switched to an iPhone oh and a MacBook and I've been an Android user all my life. Oh, thank God. You, so you can switched. imagine that switch. Oh, I, that is, that's God bless you because I, me and technology don't get along. If I had to do that, that would take me a few weeks to get used to the system. Are you used to the MacBook? Yet? It is. Yeah, I'm in the, I have a MacBook. It's better. And I now have the iPhone. And let me tell you, there is a major... And I jumped in just as session open when everything is just cranking. And, and I have to learn how to use the rundown system, the proofreading system, mm. the virtual newsroom system they call Slack. Um, and I'm just you. You leave the news virtual newsroom to go work on something, and someone's. I need my script proofs. So you go back like, where was I again? He's like, you get lost. So, <laughs> but it's you know what? You're doing it. And, You're doing it. Yes, I I know. And I'm thinking this is pretty cool. And guess when I when I have a bad day, I look out my window and I see oh, the water and I see the palm trees, and I'm oh, like, okay, this is uh, this is still okay. <laughs> I was sitting outside. In 80-degree weather yesterday on oh. my pool lanai, oh. you know, with my laptop. And I'm like, this is awesome. Oh. Good for you. You deserve Good it. You. Um, all right, Anita Padilla, we're going to have you back on. But thank you so much for joining us. God bless you and your family and your son. And I just think the world of you. And I loved yes. working with you. Guess what my mom called her? What? I need a Padilla. I need that's the, she was my, my mom, Louise, back in the day when you and I used to work together at NBC, my mom said, oh, I love Oh, I Amy, we have some war stories, don't oh, we? Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Our pod was fun. Who was yeah. it? Was me, you? Was it Lauren Jiggetts? Or Natalie. Who else was it? And now, oh, oh, Nat- Elgis, Rob Elgis. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. Rob we, Elgis, you, me, and who was the fourth person in oh, our pod? Jennifer Mitchell? Remember. Was it Jennifer Mitchell? Or oh, that's Lisa right, Parker? Jennifer Mitchell. Mitchell. Oh, my yeah. gosh. 
We had no, to... Parker was on the other side of the room. They had to keep her in a hole because oh, she was the... so loud, remember? Right. Oh, my God. She would come in. She'd like, oh, I loved her, though. It was so much fun back <laughs> oh, in the God. day. I love her, too. <laughs> All right. Well, Anita Padilla, thank you so much for to see her work. Go to Florida's Voice, flvoicenews.com. And she joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. It's like a hot, steaming cup of information to start your day. It's Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Good Friday morning, Amy Jacobson here John Anthony and for Dan Prox. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, and you've got your big show tomorrow, too. Yes. yes Black and White Radio from hey. 4 to 7 p.m. Right, right here. I'll have the 11th Congressional Debate, all three candidates in studio. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be good, good. Good, All right, let's get right to it. Uh, welcome back to the program, Brett Baer, because he's been very br- busy. He was <laughs> in Ukraine getting a one-on-one with the Zelensky, and then tomorrow he's going to South Carolina for the primaries oh. for a special report with Martha McCallum. Good morning, Brett. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. A little uh, travel weary, but I'm good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when did you get back in town or back to the country? Uh, yesterday. Oh. Yesterday. Yeah. So it's been um, it's been a whirlwind. It was uh, quite a trip to get over there and to get to the front lines and uh, and do the interview and then get back. But, um, you know, I, I came away pretty interested uh, to see First of all, what's happening? I mean, there's a lot of fighting that's going on, and um, and it was interesting to hear Zelensky uh, numerous times. I think indicate that with help, he's ready to you know get to a, what he thinks is a strong position for negotiation. That's the first time he had said something like that, and um, uh, you know, I, I just think it's interesting in the context of what's happening now. Obviously domestically, there's a lot of focus on the border and a lot of focus on crime and what we're dealing with here in this country. But um, but that decision uh, is, is crucial for the Ukrainians, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens in Congress. Well, what about, you said the word, the N-word, negotiations, negotiations with Putin to try and end it? Because this is, we're coming up on the two-year anniversary here. Yeah, I think that there was, uh, you know, he's, he's not obviously a fan of Putin um, and believes he, he really can't be trusted, but um, it, it seemed to me that numerous times in my in the answers to my questions, uh, he indicated that there is a document already that if uh, the major powers of the world sign on to, in other words, agree to provide security in one way or another, uh, that perhaps there's a negotiated settlement here on at least the eastern part of Ukraine that's been battled over. So, you know, right now, um, the Russians hold about 18% of that property. Uh, and I, I just heard through the answers um, some possibility uh, that they're going to get to a table. What about their wounded? I saw that you traveled with him to a hospital and, um, to, you know, he met with patients who were amputees. And, you know, what what was that experience like? It was really unbelievable. You know, I mean, for whatever you think, the Ukrainians have a lot of uh, nationalism, a lot of heart. Uh, these guys, I mean, this was not a staged thing. We popped into uh, rooms where he was just visiting with uh, soldiers that had been battling lost limbs. And uh, the guy said, 
you know, Russia can take my leg, but they can't take my soul. They can't take my spirit. And, you know, those, that stuff is pretty, pretty amazing if you think about it. Uh, and I did talk to a lot of people on the, on the streets that had that sim- similar sentiment, you know, a pride in the country fighting to hold its own. Uh, but there's a lot of fear about the future and, um, you know, how long they can last. Hey, Brett, um, I'm one of those people. I'm very skeptical of, of, of the United States sending so much money and equipment over to Russia. Uh, first of all, I want to know, how did you guys pick that backdrop of, of where you did the interview? I, I thought that was a, a, an amazing place to actually do the interview. Um, yeah, were you under a bridge or what? where was that? No, it was in this um, it was sort of like a, a garage in this yeah, kind of bombed out area. And those holes in the ceiling were from artillery. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the booms you hear in the background are artillery going out and coming in. Wow. Uh, right there. I mean, we were about a mile and a half from Russian positions. They they wanted to do it on the front lines. Um, they chose that that spot. We just kind of set up in that area. Um, was your hot pound? Fire on the, the fire on the ground is just their effort to keep us warm. It was cold as anything. Uh, and you could kind of see our breath in the interview. Yeah. It was really cold. So the fire was not a uh, staged <laughs> part. It was just a um, little you know, efforts to keep us warm. Yeah. Was your heart pounding as you were doing that? Yeah. Cause <laughs> I heard during the interview, the shells the going guy off. Said, uh, the guy said, you should put your helmet and your flak jacket on during the interview. And I said, well, listen, I'm, I'm not going to wear it. If he's not going to wear it, yeah. you know, that would look stupid. So if you look at the interview, I have my press flak jacket and helmet right next to my chair, you know, just in case. <laughs> oh my God. I, I know you're probably jet lagged, so I, I'm, I won't go real deep into the questions. Just, I, we appreciate you coming on in, in spite of you know oh, yeah. just getting home yesterday. We really appreciate it. Um, but when you look at what's what's you know the the, the history between the Bidens and Ukraine and Zelensky, um, I'm one of those people. I'm a former cop, so I'm I'm always looking at the angle. Um, when you look at how uh, there's so many American people, so many American voters, they they're like, wait a minute, why why is Biden sending so much money to this guy? Do you think Zelensky or Ukraine has the goods on Biden? And the, the, one of the reasons why he's sending so much money is so that, that those goods that Ukraine or Zelensky has will not be released. Yeah, I get that skepticism, and I, I think it's possible that there's some history there. But I don't think it's the genesis of where that, that money is coming from. Listen, you know, uh, if you look at how the money breaks down um, – and this is not advocating for it. This is just telling you that most of the money goes to military expenditures and ammo. Right. Okay. And when we spend that money, a lot of it goes to red states where there are defense contractors and plants that are building weapons that are replenishing the U.S. supply that we send over to Ukraine. Mm. So it is, a, it is uh, stirring up the defense industrial complex here in the U.S. and and to some benefit. That's one thing. Two, clearly there was corruption, a lot of it, in Ukraine, and I asked him about that. Um, It seems they're trying to get their act in order, but it has long been a place where, you know, a lot of money flies around. And um, you, I think that the benefit, the cost-benefit is, you know, is weakening Russia, uh, is preventing Putin from if you believe that he has ambitions to go beyond Ukraine to other 
you know, countries in that region, uh, is that a good uh, cost for our money uh, without putting U.S. troops on the ground? Mm. And that's the analysis that Congress has to make. Yeah. You know, we're NATO members, and if, right. if he did invite, invade a NATO country, technically by Article 5 yep. of NATO, we would have to, we'd have to be there. Right. Now, do you think he'd rather work with President Biden or with President Trump? Did you get anywhere with him on that? Yeah. You mean Zelensky? Yeah. You know, I think he talked to both of them directly. He wants Trump to come out there to the front lines, which I can guarantee you is not going to happen. <laughs> um, but um, but I think that he's preparing uh, for a possible Trump administration. I mean, he clearly his answers indicated uh, that, and he talked to him directly in that interview. All right. Now, tomorrow, South Carolina primary. What's uh, what's on tap for you and Martha McCallum? Yeah, we're actually anchoring it from New York. We've got our crews in South Carolina, a bunch of reporters, and uh, we'll be at every campaign live. But uh, we're going to go to the election headquarters uh, setup that we have in New York for that and for Super Tuesday. But um, we have uh, seven to nine, so six to eight your time. We'll have uh, complete coverage. You know, if the polls are right, it's going to be an early night. uh, But you never know. And the real question is, you know, what happens with Nikki Haley and what does she say about her way forward? Yeah, I mean, obviously every poll shows her um, trailing by double digits to President, or not to President Trump, former President Trump. But how is she going to spin this, do you think, to make it look like she's the victor? Uh, I I think she has to see some progress, you know, and and, uh, incremental. It's going to be tough to beat, you know, how close she was in New Hampshire. And um, I think it's a tough thing when it's your home state. So it's an interesting, you know, how she frames that. Uh, right now, it seems like she is pitching herself as the emergency, you know, break glass in case there's something <laughs> that we don't we don't foresee uh, that that the Republicans would have somebody then to vote for. Yeah. Let's talk about Trump's VP picks. He mentioned a few names: DeSantis, Donald, Byron Donalds, Christy Nome, and surprise in my Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. Yes. Uh, what do you think that's about? And but Sebastian Gorka has already said that it's a it's a man on his podcast. He he let it slip out the bag. What do you think about that pick? And who do you think would well, probably? What are you hearing? Who, who do you think yeah. he would he would pick? And what are you hearing? Oh oh does can you hear me? Yeah, yeah there you we go. can hear you. Oh, uh, I, I'm not sure Sebastian Gorka knows what he's talking about. <laughs> the only person who knows is uh, the former president, and you know I think they're keeping it close to the vest. Listen, I think they're going to do a lot of analysis and see what he needs. He's always believed that VP pick is not a big deal. However, Mm -hmm. 2016, it did help shore up evangelicals when Mm -hmm. he picked Mike Pence. And he may need some help with suburban women and independents. So I don't know. I think uh, it's probably – the way he talks about Tim Scott, it's tough to believe that um, he's going to be uh, the guy. It's not going to Haley, uh, because that has I wish it was. ship nope. has sailed. Yes. But um, uh, I think that you know you're looking at probably a, a woman or um, uh, a minority, I believe. But it's it's a it's really up in the air. I think it's not a decided factor, is what I'm trying to say. I like the Byron Donalds idea. Though. It's too much Florida. I don't know. It's, oh, well, we'll have to wait and see. All right, Brett Bear, host of Fox News Special Report and best-selling author of To Rescue the Constitution, George Washington and the Fragile American Experiment, and the History Club, Duel Across Time, which is a graphic novel. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Brett Bear. We'll catch you tomorrow night and tonight as well. Thanks for All right. Us. We'll see you.
Get All right, sleep. and he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. Listen to podcast of Dan and Amy from the AM560 mobile app. Download it today at 560theanswer.com slash mobile. All right, let's do some housekeeping. Uh, first of all, I just want to tell you about the best tweet I've seen in a long time. And no, it didn't come from your account uh-uh. or from Dan Profs. It came from Insurrection Barbie. Oh, I like Maybe that. that's why I'm wearing pink today. This is the best tweet. Because, you know, Biden's trying to buy votes again with more student loan relief. $153 million, blah, blah, blah. So when Trump takes out a loan and pays it back with interest, it's a crime. Right. But when you take out a student loan and don't pay it back, then Biden forgives the loan, steals money from the taxpayers to pay it back. It's not a crime. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love it. She has amazing tweets, though. I, I know. Or is it really a she? Well, Do we know? We don't know. Why are you assuming Just, well, that the name Barbie, Barbie means it's a girl? Well, I'm a, I'm a man's man, so that's what I'm going <laughs> you know, It's a woman. Uh, okay, so uh, we haven't talked since the Bonnie Willis oh. thing. And I just, you know, I can't get enough of this chick. Yeah, she went hood she on had, She what? She went hood on, them, on that stand. And then he tells me how much it is, and I give him the money back. I don't, just like you're asking me about the money with Robin, I don't do my friends like that. So if you tell me it's a G, then you're going to get $1,000. Whatever it is, I didn't ever make him produce receipts to me. Whatever he told me it was, I gave him the money back. Sure he did. It's a G. It's a G. It's what a is G. It? What tell, what's the G? It's $1,000. It's a G. G. Okay. But Grand. did you like how she wore her dress backwards? It, was that real? Because I saw the dress and she had the ribbon in front. No, no, oh. no. So you can you can tie it in front or in back, but the zipper always goes in back. Oh, unless you're wanting some easy access. Now I now I got to see it because I didn't. No, I no, thought that's the, ribbon... the dress that everybody has. Everybody oh. who's a reporter or a DA, like anybody that has to wear dresses all the time. We all go to Nordstrom Rack, and at Nordstrom Rack, that dress is there in different colors, but you wear the zipper really? in the back. Mm-hmm. Well, um, in 2020. When she ran for office, when she ran for the Fulton County DA. First of all, I can't believe she's an attorney. (laughs) Secondly, I can't believe she's the district attorney of Fulton County. But this is what she had to say. She was interviewed about, you know, why she wants to become the district attorney. Because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit children. Because we deserve better. Yeah, we getting better there? Three one two six four two five six zero zero turnkey dot pro answer line six four six three six type in DA then a quick comment. Here's the point a lot of people are not talking about. Now, you know it's been alleged that Nathan Wade, her the guy I prefer lover boy. Okay. You know it's been alleged that he's visited the White House. Yeah, no, now, he was at the White how House. How do we not know there was not any conversations about the case that was coming up? No, there was. I Trump. thought there was collusion. I mean, I mean that's, Amy. See, this that goes to show you. Out. Yes, this is election interference. This is election interference. You can't collude with your political opponent, right? To try and get the against opposition, your political right? Opponent. Against your op- yeah. political opponent. Yeah. No, this, this this drives me crazy. I'm telling you, this we need the grown ups to return back to power. Sorry. Another another person who's uh. <sighs> Not doing such a good job as the mayor of Dalton. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um... Tiffany! 
Tiffany. Do you have you met her yet? I've never met Tiffany. Are you? Come on. I have never met her. She uh, she wasn't in politics, at least not to she, my knowledge. She put up billboards because I drive to Indiana yeah. all the time. The, oh, I've seen the billboards. Yeah, the billboards are everywhere. I like this. Recall null and void. Quote, I am and forever will be Dalton's mayor. Uh-oh. She dresses like a gangster on purpose. Ooh, oh. Have you seen I've that? I've seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, thank God for Dane Placco over at Fox 32 because now the feds are investigating because he has been on this case the entire time. We've been reporting for nearly two years on allegations of corruption surrounding Henyard in her capacity as Dalton Mayor and Thornton Township Supervisor. And now we've learned from multiple sources that federal agents are in fact interviewing witnesses as part of a possible investigation that may or may not result in charges. Did the FBI agents you talked to seem serious about yes, serious very serious. concerns? Very, very serious. Very. Lawrence Gardner owns a U-Haul rental and trucking business in South Suburban Dalton and says he went to the FBI several months ago, frustrated that the village of Dalton would not renew his business license. Gardner says he's been harassed and his business raided and shut down by Dalton police, he believes because he refused to make a donation to a civic event sponsored by Dalton Mayor Tiffany Henyard. And I talked to a couple of agents and I explained them what was going on. I gave them all my paperwork to show them what was happening in court and what was happening in Dalton. And they told me they was investigating and they would be in touch with me. Gardner is one of six people who confirmed to Fox 32 wow. that they've been interviewed by the FBI, ranging from Dalton business owners to a former village employee and at least one public official. And we've learned the FBI has been using electronic surveillance as part of its investigation. Agents are asking questions about Henyard's alleged use of taxpayer dollars and resources, including massive spending on out-of-town trips, hundreds of thousands of dollars in police overtime for her personal security detail, using public employees and tax dollars for personal benefit, and holding up licenses to certain businesses like this Dalton restaurant. I've heard rumors that say, hey, I'm on the wrong team. Dwayne Wood has been trying to renew the business license for his restaurant for nearly a year. While he has not talked to the FBI, he believes he can't get approved because he's provided catering to several Dalton trustees who are engaged in a political fight with Henyard. Yeah. I think I've been- and so they had a meeting. They also, the Illinois Attorney General is involved now, too, because they've ordered um, her charity called the Tiffany Henyard Cares. Oh, boy. They ordered it to stop soliciting for donations. Frank Basically, Zuccarelli. they shut it down. You know who Frank Zuccarelli is? Frank Zuccarelli? He's the former. Yes. Oh, gosh. Former mayor of Dalton? No, he's the former township supervisor for oh. township. Yeah. Wow. This, this girl's making six figures. Insane. Almost $200,000 a Insane. year. Insane. But she, hopefully she'll get hers. Yeah. The FBI can do the right thing and uh, take care of that. The more you listen, the more you listen, the more you'll know. This is Chicago's morning answer. Morning answer on AM five sixty. The answer. Only the biggest stories. Only the biggest guests. And only the biggest opinions. This is AM five sixty. The answer. Remember I said earlier that parents have no power anymore when they kicked out the school resource officers out of CPS and Mm -hmm. starts next fall. But yeah, we have no say. Even parents showed up at that meeting. Well, Illinois wants to change some lawmakers in Illinois want to change the definition of child abuse. 
to include parents who deny gender-affirming care. There's a recently introduced bill in the state of Illinois that would change that definition. It's called HB 4876. Yeah. You're normally the guy with the house bills. Yeah. You always tell me about HB, SB, HB 4876, which was introduced in early February. And it also shields doctors from liability if they prescribe such treatments to minors who do not have parental consent. You need parental consent to get a tattoo, right? Oh, no, no. You need to be 18 to get a tattoo. You can't give a kid an aspirin in school without oh, I know parental that. Consent. You can't give them anything. With more on this, let's welcome back to the show our good friend. Shannon Eckert. With Awake, Awake Illinois. Illinois. Good morning, Shannon. How are you? Good morning, John. Good morning, Amy. I'm great. Thank you for having me on today. All right, so tell us more about House Bill 4876 and who authored the bill. Yes. So uh, the Democrat Ann Stava Murray, representative in Illinois House District 81, she filed this bill February 6th. And what this does is it amends the Abused and Neglected Child Reporting Act. So any parent who does not permit any manner of primary care services, so that could be vaccines, prescription drugs, or abortion services, or gender-affirming services, will be criminalized and considered an abuser of their child purely for exercising their parental rights. So they're going to try and make through this bill, which, by the way, we are crushing this bill right now. Mm. The opposition is intense. The pushback from the gay community, trans community, parent community, common sense community of Illinois, they are fired up and telling Rep. Stava Murray, oh, hell no. Uh, but this is effectively trying to criminalize good parenting. And in blue states across the country, you're seeing now where they're trying to drop these bills to make ethics effectively illegal and trying to normalize the mutilation and sterilization of children. And so this has been an issue Awake Illinois has been tackling since uh, 2022. We had billboard Chris Elston come to Springfield Capitol, Scott Nugent from the What is a Woman documentary. We knew this was going to come. And what's, what's good right now, I guess, about this bill is parents are talking and not just talking amongst each other, but talking to their children. Right. And today at 10 a.m., I have to tell you guys, January Littlejohn is coming on a live stream with us. She has a federal case um, out of Florida because her 13 year old daughter, the school tried to transition socially. So using different pronouns, different names, calling her a boy. They have a federal lawsuit and she has a great phrase. She says, you have to inoculate your children from this wicked agenda of gender ideology. So parents are starting to talk to their kids. And this is a good thing. So if they, I mean, if you're accused of child abuse, then DCFS comes in. Could they possibly take your child away from you? Well, look, yeah, I mean, for for true child abuse, which we know what those red flags are, right? Mm -hmm. Any mandated reporter, they're trained on this. They know how to identify a truly abused child. And there are there are good protocols in place for mandated reporters to relay those situations to the state. This is not that category. When a parent is protecting their child from mutilation and sterilization, that is a good parent. And so, yes, if this were to pass, which, by the way, again, I don't see this at all moving forward because of the pushback. It is an election year, and this ideology of gender medicine is insane. And I believe that Ann Repstava Murray is incredibly misguided uh, to participate in this wicked ideology. Um, Yes, if this were to pass. 
hypothetically, if a child says, my mom won't let me go on birth control, or my mom won't get me any manner of, you know, flu shot, a, a licensed counselor would be required to report to the state, hey, this parent is abusing their child because they're not permitting primary care services. And then it goes up from there to gender affirming services, because of course this representative was sort of stupid to put everything on the kitchen sink in this bill. And I'm glad because now people are like, oh, hell no. Like there's a no, right, John and Amy, yep. there's like a no, no, thank you. And then there's a, oh, hell no, oh, hell no, you're not going to tell me that I'm an abuser of my child for saying, hey, kiddo, yeah, you can't get a tattoo until you're 18. You can't go into the military until you're 18. You can't drink alcohol legally until you're 21. Guess what? You're not going to be able to cut off your genitals. Uh, and uh, and sterilize yourself. Uh, so this is a hell no to House Bill 4876. And by the way, people in the 81st District are saying hell no to Ann Saba Murray, and they're asking who is running against her. Uh, his name is Aaron Porter. He is a police officer and a father of four. And if you remember, Ann Saba Murray tried to file the bill that was going to remove all resource officers from the schools. Yep. And it was such aggressive pushback. She had to delete her Facebook page for a time and then came mm -hmm. on and played victim. Um, and so she is notorious for filing these radical bills. But listen, she gets millions from the Democrat Party. She's there with Pritzker at the picture at University of Chicago, wherever they were for the stupid banned book, you know, lie bill or whatever mm -hmm. he signed. And she's there smiling behind him. She's a little darling for the Democrat Party. Well, yep. guess what? She's on radio silence. And I'm telling anyone running for office right now and or who is seated, you better come out publicly against this bill because people are pissed. Yeah. And, and so Shannon, your, your silence is complicity. Shannon, I see that the, the bill is in rules committee. I'm, I'm going to tell you what I this is. This is All right, my tell us theory. how this works. with. This rules is my theory. Committee. What's going on? Mm -hmm. This was a press okay. pop bill. This is somebody. She, uh, she, apparently, she wants to get her name out in the press for some reason. Because mm -hmm. remember, when it comes time to re to vote again, people are going to forget about this bill. The people of her district, they're going to. They're not going to remember this bill. She's going to introduce something else that gives her a great. Because remember, all press is good press, no matter how good, bad, or ugly it is. All press helps politicians, and they know this. So I don't think she's going to. It's still sitting in the rules committee. hasn't been assigned to a committee yet. Uh, and and it's, it, it came out um, February 7th. She, she uh, filed the bill February 7th. Okay. Uh, I, and it hasn't moved to a committee. So yeah. what does that mean? There's a lot of pressure on her from her other uh, Democrats who w don't want to put a vote on this to say, they hey, don't be on the record. They don't want to be on the record to say, hey, listen, this is the election year. Maybe you should have did this the well, year before. You, yeah, absolutely. But you know what? We're not going to let people forget about right. this. I don't care what your voting record is. And if anybody has a billboard out there, we have a couple specs that we'd love to, to keep people um, reminded of this. And so if anybody has a billboard that they have the courage to let us do this graphic, we will pay for it. So, um, yeah, we are absolutely committed to keeping people aware of what this agenda is, because even if this bill stalls, John and Amy, mm -hmm. this is an agenda that is going to keep coming back. It's going to pulse in mm -hmm. in some way, shape, or form. And so people need to stay vigilant. And like I said, inoculate your children. They are beautifully made. Yep. They are not made wrong. They cannot consent to puberty blockers. They should not be serializing themselves. And largely this is my worry. And, you know, how many of you who speak out for children and their innocence these days are called homophobic, transphobic? Yep. Can I tell you, I have talked to more gay, members of the gay community and the trans community in the last four days. They're coming onto our live streams. They are some of the most ardent supporters of children's innocence because they themselves were harmed. And they see the agenda, the wicked agenda behind this. 
So if you're afraid of being, you know, speaking out because you're going to be called names, get over that. Get over that right now because the children need you to have courage and the gay community is singing loud about it. The trans community is singing loud about it. So yeah, we're not going to stop. And so again, that billboard, I want a billboard in her <laughs> district. Stat. And and you, you kind of stole some of my thunder because I because one of the things I want to make, I wanted to make a correction because I see you get trolled more than I think anybody I know here in the state of Illinois. Whenever we talk to you, then I get trolled. Yeah, yeah and so do I. So, but, but but you know what? I love your chutzpah. Yeah, I gotta tell you. Yeah, but but they but smear who they fear. Right, but yeah. Shannon, and, and and a lot of it is 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 misdirected because you don't care what an adult does with their life. Your your main passion is to is protecting our children. Like you, you, you don't hate you don't hate anybody from the LGBT community because you have a lot of friends. The gays for groomers are your friends. Um, you 100%. just want you yes. just want to now. Now let's let's for the record for all those people that are listening. Do you hate anybody in the LGBT community? No, of okay. course not. Okay. No, you know you're free to be gay in this country. And I had Jeff Claycorn on earlier this week. He was a gay rights activist right. back in the day, and he said this. There were no trans children in Washington fighting for gay rights. He said, this is a total for-profit agenda preying on kids. Yes. So they don't want to be lumped into this groomer for-profit agenda that the Pritzker family is you know, tied to. They don't want to be tied to these gender clinics that are mutilating kids. They want to be left alone. Right. Right. And, and so your fight, I wait, Shannon, 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 anyone Shannon. on deck. We, yeah. we don't have much time, but your fight is not yeah. against what adults do. Your fight is to protect the innocence of our children, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Keep the bedroom out of the classroom. Keep a scalpel away from children, especially the gay children who are really being preyed upon most. Awakeil.com slash fight. Over 2,000 emails sent directly from our portal to Ann Stava Murray saying hell no to House Bill 4876. And we will make sure people remember this come Election Day. All right. Yeah. We're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much, Shannon, for joining Thank us. You. And um, good God luck bless. with your fight. Thanks. Care, and she joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. There's only one radio show in Chicago talking about today's biggest stories and telling you what they really mean. That show is this one. Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. This is Chicago's Morning Answer with Dan Proft and Amy Jacobson on AM560, The Answer. Tomorrow's the big day, the South Carolina primary. And earlier this week, Nikki Haley already delivered her concession speech, kind of. Well, she's not going anywhere. No, no matter what happens. Uh-uh. But instead of focusing on how to make America stronger tomorrow, some people want to know if I'm going to cave today. <laughs> Don't do it. We've all heard the calls for me to drop out. We all know where they're coming from. The political elite, the party bosses, the cheerleaders in the commentator world. The argument is familiar. They say I haven't won a state, that my path to victory is slim. They point to the primary polls and say I'm only delaying the inevitable. Why keep fighting when the battle was apparently over after Iowa? Look, I get it. In politics, the herd mentality is enormously strong. A lot of Republican politicians have surrendered to it. The Wait, pressure why are you shaking your head? I don't like this woman. Why? 
because she she's the only choice we have because Trump might have dementia like Biden. Okay, We're right. talking about the most demanding job in human history. You don't give it to someone who's at risk of dementia. <laughs> wow. You give it to someone who's disciplined, someone who can work day and night for eight straight years. Trump and Biden are two old men who are only getting older. Play the clip. Oh, I will never run against Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, I remember that. How is she going to win me back, MAGA back? How is she going to win Barkley us back? Asked the, the same thing on his show on King Charles or whatever that called. What's that, what's that show called? I don't know. Oh. Oprah's best friend and it's on CNN. Oprah's best friend. Oh, Gail. Yeah, King. They got Gail a show? King. Yeah, they have a show. Oh, I got to look this up. Gail King. So, oh, yes, it is called King Charles. Because it's Gail King, and yeah, and he said, you can't win me back. No. All right, with more on that, let's welcome back to the program a returning guest. We had him on four years ago, Andy Brack. He is uh, the editor and publisher of the Charleston City Paper and the State House Report. You can follow him on Twitter, at A.C. Brack, B-R-A-C-K. Good morning, Mr. Brack. How are you? Good morning. So the date, it's finally arrived. I feel like we've been talking about the South Carolina primary for a few weeks now because we've been waiting. Um, What's the vibe like in South Carolina? Well, I'm not a big fan of Nikki Haley either, (laughs) but I think she's 1,000% preferable to Donald Trump. So I don't really care if uh, she wins you back because I just think that she's got to prevail to prevent Trump from from getting back in office. That's my opinion. Fortunately, I have a political column and I can say these things. But right now, the dance is not called the Charleston. It's called the South Carolina. And we've got uh, lots of people who are going to be voting. And I think people are, are questioning, how could she win? Well, I, I, if you go to charlestoncitypaper.com, I'll tell you how she can win. And it's a game of numbers. In our state, we have an open primary. That means that You don't register by party, and so you can participate in either primary. In earlier this week, a month, three weeks ago, only about 130,000 people voted in the Democratic primary out of a pool of 3.2 million. And so, and, you know, it was kind of a, a fait accompli for Biden, so there wasn't much. But what that suggests to me is that there are going to be Democrats and independents and some uh irritated moderate republicans who are going to turn out tomorrow if you look at the numbers let me tell you how this math works out it, it, haley is probably going to lose i mean i'm not unrealistic but there is a path it's a slim path uh out of the 3.1 million voters who haven't voted about 700 to 800,000 would be considered Republican-based voters because that's how many people voted eight years ago in the contested primary. So you assume that of those, say, 750,000 voters, polls show Trump's at about 65%, although it's gone down in the last couple of days, but say two-thirds, he'll get 500,000 and Haley get 250,000. But remember, there's three point or there's 2.3 million other voters. If she picks up 300 to 400,000 votes and he doesn't get but about 100,000 of those votes, she could win. Like I said, it's a slim chance. That's wishful thinking. 
listen, I don't disagree with you. I'm just saying the math is there yeah. that she could win. But, I don't but, think that it's going to happen. I think she'll end up getting about 40 to 43 percent, which is way better than the polls have showed in recent days. There was a poll not too long ago, three or four days ago, that shows she'd gone from about 35, excuse me, from about, uh, um, what was she at? She was at, uh, I think they closed the gap to about 23%, and it was a 35% gap. So she's picked up some, but, you know, yeah, but, we'll but, have but to see. Here's why it's wishful thinking. I understood Operation Chaos when Rush instituted it way back with, in the Hillary-Obama race. Operation Chaos will not work here because some of those three million people that you're talking about who are Democrats, specifically the black people, they're going to be voting for Donald Trump. And, 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 and for, for Nikki Haley to be out there groveling, begging for Democrats to vote for her? She's got her shirt. Listen, sir, I've been involved in politics for 40-some years. I know politics. She's got her surrogates out there doing it. And that's why she won't win back people who are who are MAGA. And I'm, I'm damn proud to be MAGA and hope well, Trump nice, gets back but, in there. But, you know, quite frankly, if Trump is in jail, in the two or three months, I'm still going to vote for him. Candidate, and she's the only candidate that has primary or has uh, delegates. And Trump she, will still be president of the United States because the qualifications to be president is what? 35 and, yeah. a, and, a, and a citizen of America. And you know what? If it comes time to Illinois and he's running for president, John Anthony will be voting for Donald John Trump. And Mike so Trump. it said polls show consistently that 58 to 60 percent of Republicans say they won't vote for Trump if he's convicted. Right. So I think yep. you got to put that in your pipe and smoke it, too. All right. So you said, but you, at the outset of this, you said you don't really care for Nikki Haley. No. All right. Well, so how, how has she rubbed you the wrong way? Tell us about well, that. Well, first of all, if you haven't figured it out, I'm a known Democrat. So, mm-hmm. A, I don't like her own policy. I never really have. I haven't really... She's She has not played well with a lot of people, including establishment Republicans. She's built her career on poking at people, Democrats, Republicans, and independents. And I don't think the, I mean, politics is a game of addition, not a game of, 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 of subtraction. I don't think Trump or Haley are playing a game of addition. I think they both are just irritating people left and right. Well, and you can so, with good conscience. Did you vote for Biden in your primary? Were you one of the 130,000? Yes, I was. I, I couldn't take, I could not, I just didn't think it was authentic for me to, tr- to go out and try to interfere with another primary. I just, I didn't feel right about it. I know a lot of people who are going to do that, but that's just not me. I mean, I'm going to stick with the guy that I'm backing in the primary and who I'll more than likely end up endorsing. Okay, um, uh, you have a state senator, Tim Scott. What are you hearing about him possibly being the VP pick? He's U.S. senator. Um, oh, U.S. senator. I'm sorry, what did I say? Um, but, I, I'm sorry, I meant to say you. But, Obviously, uh, I know actually, he's a U.S. senator. He's actually from Charleston County and grew up right down the road. Um, I don't really understand why, if Trump is the nominee, why he would use Scott um, because South Carolina is not a swing state. It's not extra electoral college votes. Perhaps he wants to put a minority candidate uh, on the ticket to try to attract some minority votes. I don't know. 
Um, but there's also talk about Nancy Mace, who is a congresswoman from Charleston, too, who used to work for him. So, I mean, South Carolina and, – and also, you guys, if you've been in politics for 40-plus years, you know the game right now is to tell everybody and his brother that you're a possible vice presidential candidate True. so that you make them feel good. So, I mean, who knows what in the world is going to go on. All right, so what are your job duties tomorrow going to be? Are you going to be at a certain polling place, or how are you going to cover this? I'm going to go take my daughter to breakfast and have some coffee and probably have a beer later in the day. (laughs) I have to tell you, we will do a story. The polls will close at 7. There will be some people in line. It ain't going to be busy, okay? Why? How how long have you been early voting there? Has it been voting Uh, season? It's only been a, a, a bit. But it doesn't matter. The polls are not going to be busy. It gener- in, in the Democratic primary, it was a 4% turnout. Generally, in presidential primaries, you're talking about a 12% turnout. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be lots of voters. It's not going to be people, you know, waiting in lines, breathing against each other, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It's going to be pretty swift. They will probably call the race within 30 minutes. So I imagine about 7.15, I'll turn on the TV. I'll look at the AP, see who's called, and we'll make a couple of calls and get a couple of quotes from people and do a story and have something up by 8 o'clock. That's it. All right. Andy Brack, you can follow him on Twitter, at AC Brack. He's editor and publisher of the Charleston City Paper and the State House Report. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Go Trump. Go Trump. Come on down. (laughs) All right. And he joined us on our turnkey.pro answer line. This is the morning show. More Chicago radio listeners are choosing. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Open mic! Open mic Friday! Sing along, come on. Call it now! Open mic Friday! All right, it's that time. Grab a line, 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line. And as always, we start off with the founder and CEO and CFO and whatever title I decide to give him, (laughs) David Kolsik from Turnkey.pro. Good morning, David. How are you? Good morning. I clean toilets, too, so there's there's that. (laughs) Oh, that's right. In charge of the cleaning group. Well, I thought, before you get into your, you know, your spiel, which I love every Friday, uh, I just wanted you to know that for the first time in a half century, America has returned to the moon. It was a big deal. The Odysseus took to the moon. On the eighth day yeah. of a quarter million mile voyage. A yeah, voyage it, along the great incredible. cosmic bridge. Okay, well, you I get, thought that was God. <laughs> no, that's Foreign Senator Bill Nelson, who's helping out with NASA. So what do you think? Do you believe this moon landing? Well, um, there are no pictures uh, or video of people, but just at Mission Control who are really excited. You know, they're jumping up and down. Yeah. Yeah, right. So do you, have you seen the video recently of uh, Neil Armstrong circulating on, on Twitter or X uh, of where the, the guy's asking him to swear on the Bible if he ever landed on the moon? Have you seen that? I have not. No. So if you look, at, I mean, it's it's actually circulating pretty well on, on, on X right now. It's it's interesting because this guy goes around and he's trying to get these astronauts to swear on the Bible that they that they landed on the moon. And and Neil Armstrong wouldn't do it. I mean, he just he just wouldn't do it. And, you know, and again, I have a couple questions about this. If Neil Armstrong was the first person to step foot on the moon, who took the picture? Ooh. 
Well, that's true. Right? And and Nixon just picked up a rotary phone behind the Oval Office and he and he talked to Neil Armstrong with no no delay and no interruption. And I can't make a, a, a you know a, a phone call from here to Buffalo Grove, um, you know, and not get like knocked off uh, on my way. So, uh, and and you know they they talk about if you if you just look at the video in, in 1969, um, you know, you, you just have to ask questions. You're like, how is that really? I mean, they say it's been said that Stanley Kubrick directed the footage. And he worked closely with Walt Disney to do do the uh, footage in 1969. So you just have to ask yourself what really happened, you know, and what and and what what's that all about? And then that really opens the door to a lot of questions, uh, you know, about the about our our Earth. Uh, so it, it's interesting to to think about. And and you know, um, as I I heard the the news report today, I just kind of chuckled because I'm like, really, I thought we lost that technology. Um, but you know, regardless of. Uh, it's a news day, right? So yes. what are you going to do? All right. So I kind of agree with him a bit about the moon landing. Oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I know. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, we, I'm we didn't skeptical. even have phones in our house. We'd pick up a phone and somebody would be on yeah. the line from down the street. Yeah, I'm I mean, skeptical please. about that. All right, David Kulsek, what else do you want to get off your well, chest? So, all right. So Julian Assange may finally be going home, right? Um, you know, that verdict's just around the corner, and the U.S. had a very flimsy case. And in my opinion, uh, you know, the extradi- the extraditing uh, you know hearing for Assange was just you know kind of a joke. Clearly, the U.S. wants to try him here, but they also want him dead. You know, so we'll see what happens. But keep your eye on that. You know, there should it shouldn't be more than you know three weeks for them to give a verdict, but it might be sooner. Um, the, the foreign aid bill has also been denied so far, so Israel and Ukraine are not getting any more money for now. But think about what we could have done with all the money that we sent to U- Ukraine alone, like. We could have built six border walls. Mm-hmm. We could have fixed Flint, Michigan's water problems 215 times over. Oh my God. We could have given every homeless veteran in the United States $2 million each. We could have given $50 million to each family affected by the quote-unquote wildfires in Lahaina, but instead they got 700 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, According to HUD, we need about $20 billion to end homelessness so we could have ended homelessness almost eight times over. It's sickening. You know, last week we talked about EMPs with Dan, uh, but maybe we should look into directed energy weapons, you know, or they're called dues. Look it up. You know, so um, Elon Musk is moving in corporations from, uh, from Delaware to Texas. You know, his corporation now is, is in Texas. Seems like a good move. J.P. Morgan Chase and BlackRock has dropped out of the U.N. climate allegiance. Uh, Russia places the U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham on the terrorist and extremist list, uh, maybe the cross-dressing list as well. But um, Elon Musk is also nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize, and Trump plans to rent out Madison Square Garden to hold a rally. He also said he wanted to do one in the Bronx. What's going on there, right? Is New York actually in play? Vladimir Putin said that Joe Biden would be a better president than Trump. He said it a couple times. Yep. That's a troll if I've ever heard one. Um, the IMF told Zimbabwe to speed up currency reforms as, you know, to prepare for a market-driven economy. And Tucker had an interview last week with a Silicon Valley whistleblower who stated that the government, specifically DARPA, um, started the likes of Google and Facebook, where it was all just a ruse to get ahead of the flow of information and the censorship of it. Think of it. People, when they post stuff on, uh, on, on Facebook, they, 
they're posting when they're on vacation, when their kid had a soccer goal, or when Aunt Sally has a birthday party. It's amazing that they don't understand that they're volunteering personal information and private information for the world to see that's real. And they're manipulating your search results and throttling what you're supposed to see. You know, look at what happened in 2020 ahead of the election. How many of us got kicked out of Twitter for misinformation? You know, it's all by design. And hopefully the new X will not allow for that kind of meddling with the deep state. And then we've got all these power outages and cell phone carrier outages, along with a cryptic message from Elon Musk like 24 hours ago where he said, simply, this is a test. You know, with all the redundancy out there, things like that don't happen, but they're happening. And then we've got the truckers who are refusing to deliver goods to, United, to um, the New York City. And I'm not sure if that's working, but a lot of truckers and people, frankly, are very angry at the 500 or the $355 million fine levied against Trump where there was no victim. Right. Um, you know, the banks and all the parties were completely whole in those transactions, and they said so. You know, but the truckers have got a lot of power, and let's see if they've got enough of them to band together and make an impact. You know, have you ever tried driving a car in New York City? You know, think about being a, you know, a rookie truck driver taking a load into New York City. I mean, there's going to be damage. There's going to be like car damage and all kinds of, you know, truck dock damage, all kinds of stuff. And then we hear about the $10,000 debit cards for illegals in New York City. I mean, how many people could use that kind of money right now? And we're giving that to people who have no ID. We don't know anything about them and we're just going to give it to them and it's not, it's not taxable. I mean, you can't go anywhere in the United States without an ID unless you're an illegal immigrant getting on a plane or wanting to vote in our elections. I mean, it's really an upside down world. And did you ever hear of the Cloward Piven strategy? Have you heard of that one? Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? Yeah. So, and it doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do with Jeremy Piven for you right. entourage fans, but <laughs> it, it's the strategy of forcing political change leading to societal collapse through orchestrated crisis. So, you know, the Cloward Piven strategy seeks to hasten the fall of capitalism by overloading the government bureaucracy with a flood of impossible demands, amassing massive unpayable national debt and other methods such as unfettered immigration, thus pushing society in, into crisis and economic collapse by overwhelming the United States. Is that really what's going on? And so now you've got all these NGOs giving detailed maps and instructions to illegals on how to invade, invade the United States once they get into Panama. So combine that with all the reports of Chinese immigrants by the tens of thousands. I mean, China doesn't let people out of their country unless they know where they're going. So what's going on with that? Is that the real invasion? And yet most people are just kind of numb, you know, going through life, just thinking this is going to work itself out. I guess it might be better to live life completely ignorant of the chaos going on for the last decade. You know, the good thing is that a lot of us are waking up. And then you have reports of vaccine deaths and injuries are slightly more than expected, right? It's nothing to worry about. And Rachel Maddow, uh, you know, I didn't even know she was still around. She's saying um, that if you're injured by vaccines, just keep it to yourself, oh, you know, right. and get get ahead of the narrative, you know, spin it. We won't get fooled again here, at least some of us. But and the billionaires, they're dumping their stock positions like crazy and people are noticing it. You know, do they know something we don't know? And building bunkers. And, and you've got to. Yeah, absolutely. They're building totally. And you've got to think, you know, at this point at least for me anyway, I'm, 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 I think of my kids and, and all, all kids collectively and where they are with all of this. For the most part, you know, we don't talk about all this doom and gloom in my house, but we used to, um, and it upset them. Uh, so we, did, we stopped. And, and I can't imagine what it's like for them to like hear all this stuff that's going on and all the, the upside down and 
you know, the craziness of what's going on. And I remember being a kid when you knew where your friends were by where their bikes were parked on the lawn. Oh, I remember Um, those days. You know, and and I remember going over to my friend's house when he had the first Atari video game system in the early 80s. Everyone would go to his house and we would play video games. We'd play Space Invaders or Asteroids or something as a group. Yeah, we were playing video games, but we were all like in the same room together. So so in my mind, uh, I think that the millennials are maybe the last generation to have that kind of togetherness. You know, they were the last ones to play video games together in the same room and cheer each other on. And then the pandemic came, and I said it, pandemic. They, they forced us all apart. And so the kids were playing video games, you know, mm-hmm. on their headsets, yep. and they were together, but they were not together. You know, and somehow that's, that's leading people to think that they're together, but it's really not. I mean, Teams isn't real. Like, if you have a Teams meeting or a Zoom meeting, it's not the real thing. Like, it's, there's nothing that can replace a handshake looking somebody in the eye. Right. So, you know, all this is by design. You know, they're trying to get us apart. You know, how many kids missed their proms? How many kids missed the, you know, they were on a great team and they, they were forced not to compete. What about canceling like the NCAA basketball tournament? You know, no fans at sporting events. You remember what they did to us? I mean, seriously, do people really remember what they did to us? And, and you see what they're doing to our children. So, so, you know, what do we do with all this, you know, information that I'm talking about and all this nonsense and, and how nothing makes sense. And, and we have a clear understanding now that the government that we thought we knew that wanted to protect us is squarely and surely trying to dismantle our American way of life and our families. You know, so I think we just need to be together and we need to stick close with our families and be prepared for everything. I mean, be well stocked. And I'm not just talking about food. So to close this up, like my wife sent me this meme the other day, and I think it's really appropriate for the moment in time that we're in. And it simply said, small circle, private life, peaceful mind. And so this weekend, I want you to like people put your phones down, like spend time with your family and friends, have meaningful conversations and wake somebody else up, you know, ask questions and don't be afraid. That's the most important. Don't be afraid. Oh, God bless you. David Kulsik, turnkey.pro. We really appreciate you. you. All right. Grab a line. 312-642-5600. Turnkey.pro answer line. 64636. Type in DA. Then a quick comment. If you can't get through, keep trying to call in. Um, Speaking of COVID, I found this little ditty. Remember a mayor de Blasio? Mm-hmm. Um, Cause remember they were throwing, you know, here's a debit card. Uh-huh. Here's free great America tickets. Here's what else did they French give fries. us? Oh, and they gave capes. <laughs> Burgers. They gave super capes. Yeah. vaccination capes to kids uh, you know they were a superhero because they got the jab yeah watch him like make love to a cheeseburger because you get free fries with your vaccination free fries when you get vaccinated um i got vaccinated i'm <laughs> saying i could get this these delicious fries wait a minute but there's also a a burger element to this I mean, this is sick. Uh, let me let me check with Bill Neithart. Is it too early in the day to eat a burger? No. This could be breakfast. Look how much fun okay. they're having at your expense. How I want you to look at this, this and think about. And people again, are dead. That took some people love hamburgers. I wouldn't some don't really want to respect all ways of life. But if this is appealing to you, just think of this when you think of vaccination. Mmm. Vaccination. I'm getting a very good feeling. About vaccination right this moment. Leftists. That's all I can say. I mean, that is so disgusting. 
All right, who do you want to take first? Let's go to Robert. Hold on, I got to reach on over here. Robert in Villa Park, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning. Wow, that was a lot of information to cover. <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Big Fun Fridays. All right, Robert, what's on your mind? Uh, uh, I just I had a short question, but before I ask it, can I talk about my experience as a truck driver with COVID? Please. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I wasn't allowed to use the bathroom. Oh, that's right. Remember that when they they shut down the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. So where did you? Oh, did you Everywhere. have to relieve yourself in your truck? Uh, no, <laughs> no. I I used to camp as a kid, so you know that kind of thing. The outdoor calls. Yes, yes. So anyway, John, uh, did did the gentleman from the uh, Charleston newspaper <laughs> ever answer your question about how uh, Nikki Haley's going to win you back? No. He said he didn't care. No, he doesn't care because he's a Democrat. He doesn't care about her. He doesn't care about Trump. But yet he's covering them. He should have led with I'm a Democrat, though. <laughs> That's what he should have yeah, led he was, with. Yeah, <laughs> we say buried. All right, lead. yeah, because that, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Be All right, thanks, yeah. Robert. Um, real quick, Commander, you know their dog, the Biden's yeah. dog, Commander? Yeah. So we've been told that he bit 12 people. What? And as it turns out, CNN FOIA'd the information. Uh-huh. 24 incidents. Did you hear them laughing about it? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. People thought, you know, this is great. Here's the mainstream media. Listen to his name, Commander. That's He's in right. charge. He's I'm a bite shot. They weren't just all little nicks either. Yeah, I've been in a similar situation. It's rough. It's. I don't mean that as. No, no, I didn't mean that as a stupid pun. Like, it's it's difficult, but Absolutely. the dog has to go. Yeah, well, the dog yeah. left, but they let him bite 24 people. They put him down? No, that's the thing. They didn't even put him down. He's at some undisclosed location. But one agent lost a significant amount of blood oh. and had six stitches. Wow. And we also learned that 10 of these incidents required medical treatment. They can't control their dog. They can't control their son, who allegedly left cocaine yeah. in the White House. They can't control their LGBTQ friends. No. Remember the tranny who yeah. took off his shirt and cupped his fake breasts yeah. in front yeah, of the White I House? Remember. And they said they were going to bring civility and decorum back to the yeah, White House. Yeah. Trump's looking pretty good uh, right now. It's the leftist civility. I mean, though. if a president can't control his dog against the agents who are there to protect him, what good is he? Yeah. I mean, they could, my dog had a bite incident. Okay, he gets another one. He's going to see Mr. Squirty. Yeah. That's how it works in Cook County. Yeah, you put him down, right? You have to put him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, I've, and they, they don't have to follow the same 24 bites. One time he bit somebody so bad they had to stop the White House tours because there was a pool of blood on the floor. Get your act together. I mean, this is crazy. Reflects the environment he's in. Okay. Hey, hey, before you go to the phone Yes, lines, what did you? That guy from South Carolina should be glad I wasn't on my show. I would have ripped him a new one. You could rip no, him a new yeah, one I'm, I'm, I, I try not to go too far like I do on my show on this show because, you know, I don't want to turn too many people out. It's early in the morning. People don't want to hear all that screaming and yelling. At, you know, so that's why. On my show, in the evening, I would have ripped him up. Woo-hoo. Okay. All right, let's go to Nick on the northwest side. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer, Open Mic Friday. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, you're doing a nice job, Amy Runner. And, John, as usual, no matter where you're at, your show here, you're always flowing in nicely. Thank you. Um, I, I'll be listening to your show on Saturday, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., as best I can when I'm running in and out of stores or on a bus and all that. Appreciate but um 
And uh, Amy, I caught you at the Guy Benson show. Uh, you were on a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. Yep, really? that was me. Yeah, and yeah, and it's repeat. I don't know if you know, two hours of it is repeated uh, uh, from two a.m. to four a.m. Uh, uh, you know, after the show airs there after midnight here at 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. So people can catch it if they can. It's a really good show. Um, I was saying to the screener that, uh, you know, it's known, and I say this as politely as I can, that uh, uh, white politicians have been known to have to cater to minority people uh, uh, to get their votes. And usually it's, it's as sincere as possible. You know, I'm going to do this and that for you. However, uh, the Democrat Party has obviously over decades have taken for granted that if you, who else are you going to vote for? You're going to vote Republican or what? You know, you're going to vote for us Democrats, even if we screw up like with these immigrants and all these new uh, programs that come out to help them out. Or what about the people whose uh, uh, properties, their uh, facilities were not maintained properly and all that, and the money was not there, uh, they were told. So, uh, but now I, I say the, the uh, minority populations, like the black people, can see a, a, a powerful uh, uh, use of their votes to show that uh, a Republican candidate like Trump said, yeah, look, if you're going to come through for us, we'll vote for you, and if you keep your word, we, and then we'll consider vote for you regularly, you know, and uh, that's all I have to say. So uh, thank you very much for taking my call. All right. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate you dropping in. Uh, and you know what, Amy? Yes, um, somebody on your text line, what do you call it? What's the name of the text? The line? turnkey, turnkey. Dot pro text, text line, line, please. Well, somebody said get that. it right. Don't just get it on. <laughs> As John Howell always said. Somebody said that if if Trump is wins the election, he'll be taken out by the twenty fifth amendment. No, that's not oh, no. They, we, uh, the, we, this will go we back done to that the Supreme, before. This will go back to this. This is something that the Supreme Court it, it will be definitely be put at the Supreme Court because there's only. The, the qualifications that are in the Constitution is what the that's why you can run for Senate and right. a, as a felon, because the qualifications that are there that those are the qualifications. None other, none other. Jail, prison, anything. None of it. He wins. He comes out, and, and the Twenty Fifth Amendment to, in, in order to be invoked, he it will be his cabinet members that he chooses. He's not going right, to pick these turncoats anymore. And again, I think Ron DeSantis should be Defense Secretary, but that's just me. All right, uh, Mike and Niles, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Good morning, Amy. Hello. Um, I just, yes, hello? Yeah, Amy? you're on. You're on. Yeah, good morning. I, I just had a couple of quick comments. I um, I managed to get my house paid for, and I wanted to take out a loan and pay off my kids' college loans. And when I called, they told me, they laughed at me, and they said, nobody pays those loans off. And wow. I persisted, and I finally got a total from them. And um, I paid them off, but I thought I thought that was uh, something that you guys should hear. Wow! And I had one more question: the uh, uh, Uber cars. I was driving for Uber for a while, and each Uber ride from O'Hare Airport is a five dollar charge that goes to the city of Chicago. Really? And I'm wondering, I'm wondering where's all that money going? Oh, who it's knows? Billions. Oh, it's got to be. I mean, they're making money when they sleep. Hey, so when you drove an Uber, did they take fifty yeah. percent of your salary, or th- so? Say you had a fare for thirty bucks. How much would Uber get, and how much would you get to keep? No, it was somewhere between a quarter and a third. Okay, and that that was fine. Like a like a trip downtown from the airport was like, uh, they would charge the customer like fifty bucks, and they would give me like thirty five. 
But then you had to pay for gas and tolls and all that stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, all that stuff. Mm. Is it was it worth it? Did you like doing it? Well, that's a good question. I went to see my accountant last year and he said, You're not making any money. Oh. You know, I ba- I was basically uh trying to keep myself out of my wife's hair because we're both retired. Oh, I see. <laughs> I love this guy. Uh, and what, uh what was your line of work, Mike? Uh I was a policeman up in Northbrook for thirty years. Oh nice. Oh, good for you. I yeah. think it's safer yeah, than not to driving out. Uber anymore. <laughs> yeah, but no, I know the need to get out. Yeah. I don't understand how people actually work with their spouses. Yeah. And I've seen that so oh. much. Oh God, please. Well, we we love each other. We've been married over forty years, but uh uh I do like to give her her space. Yep. That's <laughs> keeps a lady happy. And if the lady's happy, yeah. everybody's happy. Happy All wife, right, thanks, Mike. I wanna tell you that all the all the policemen uh with their AM radios in their squad cars, they listen to uh uh, your station all the time. Oh, great. Uh, you well, know why that's true? Because when I was a cop, I did too. Oh, when you were a cop, you listened to? I listened to, to AM56. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, Mike. Call back Thank next you. Friday. Call back anytime. You're, you're, oh, speaking of. You're welcome here anytime. Yes, sir. Speaking of, I was speeding down Route 52 the other day, headed uh-huh. to LaSalle County to a Yana meeting. And uh, a good friend, I told him I'd shout him out, um, Deputy Frank. Okay. Um, did Deputy Frank <laughs> he pull you me. over? I, no, I turned back around. Okay. I turned back. He was he's he's twenty one years on the job. Um, hopefully, Frank. I hope you get the the um, sergeant's position. So I told him Kendall County Sheriff's. Kendi, Ken, okay. Kendall County's fine. Deputy Frank, Kendall County Sheriff. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rick in Laporte, Indiana. You're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hello, Rick. Hi. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, I know you like Highland, Indiana, and I'm I'm originally from Lake County, Indiana. If I was you, do yourself and your family a favor. Get out of that crap cup called the city of Chicago. Move to Highland. Highland's four out of five Republican. Munster's 5-0 Republican. Dyer's 5-0 Republican. And St. John is 5-0 Republican. Hmm. Tax cheaper. You don't pay tax on a lot of your food and stuff. Oh, I know. That's why I shop there. (laughs) It's time to go. It it only takes you an hour to get there. I don't know exactly where you work, but. From, uh, uh, it would take County, a longer Indiana, time. It takes a long time. To and they have Yingling. Highland, Indiana, to where we are. That's for sure. But from the city, it's, you know, in the morning, yeah. it's sometimes I make it there in 37 minutes. Yeah. And that's Indiana cool. has Yingling. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yingling. Yeah. I like Yingling yeah. light. Yeah. Uh, denti- den- dentist? No, Dennis. Hold on. My, I can't reach. <laughs> He's from Elmhurst. Don't Good say Revelary. Dennis. How are you? <laughs> Good, Amy. How are you? Hi, John. How are you, sir? What's up, brother? Hey, you know, I wanted. To, I hope that you'll let me come on your show this weekend. I wanted to talk to you about the success of the uh, no-cash bail, um, where some three people stole a semi-truck out of Elmhurst. Uh, it ended up in, they caught them out in Barrington. They happened to already be on electronic monitoring for possession oh. of a stolen motor vehicle. Oh. And guess what happened in DuPage? They had to get released again after they got caught. Are you See? kidding me? And yesterday, there was a car chase down Route 83 that ended up in downtown Elmhurst, and there were speeds of over 100 miles an hour. What time? And the individuals. This I, this was during the daytime, I believe, because uh, Bensonville was following them. So uh, it was on the news last night. So it seems that uh, the uh, the laws are seem, seem to be working out, except if uh, Kim Fox gets her way and we, you guys can't make traffic stops anymore. Right, John? <laughs> That's true. I, I took that way home yesterday. That's why I'm Thanks. like, what time was it? Well, it's so yes. ridiculous too. And then, and in Oak Brook, 
The DuPage County prosecutor asked the judge to detain these five Venezuelans yeah. who stole from the Alta store and they stole from Nike. Yeah. And when they pulled them over and arrested them, they were laughing yeah. at the police officers. And they're still not being well, held. And I don't think they're going to be showing up for their March 18th uh, court hearing. Do you? Dennis? Oh, no, they, they yeah. won't be showing up. And no. they always give their address as Chicago Police Departments previously. So uh-huh. who knows And who knows if they what names they give are even real names. Right? I know. They gave out fake names. They do fake stuff. I mean, it's just – there's. I don't know if you guys listen to Joe Rogan, but he had a really good point. Um, he, sa- he said that he had met one illegal who has come in four different times because uh-huh. every time he comes in, he gets 2000 more in cash. And so he just gives different names. Yeah. So. Wow. Right. He gets a debit card for 2 John... So he's like, okay, then he uses that too. Then he leaves, comes back, <laughs> leaves, comes back. Gee. Because these people aren't being checking. vetted. No. They're not. It's just. No. Hey, hey Dennis, is this, is this your maiden voyage on the morning answer? Uh, you know what? Uh, one other time I got to come on oh. last year. So uh, you and Amy were kind enough to let me oh, that's come right. on. But Amy, it's always good to hear you. Oh. Um, and, uh, John, it's always nice to uh, have you as a uh, fill-in, so you right. do a great job. See you Saturday. Right. Thank See you. you. tomorrow. Right. You guys. Frank, in, uh, Frank on the northwest side, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hey, how are you, Amy? How's I'm... it going? hope you guys are doing well. Yeah. Uh, I had a quick question. Uh, what do you think about Joe Biden's appearance lately? Because it seems like, you know, in the old days he had – I mean, he just looked like a different person. Do you think he had plastic surgery? Yeah, either that or it's Botoxing. But yes. Oh, come on. Men Botox? Are you kidding me? He hardly has any wrinkles. The man's what, 80-something? Right. Every time his eyebrows raise, it looks like his forehead looks like a scrotum. Okay. Well, that got (laughs) aggressive quickly. All right. Thanks, Frank. I love talking. That was quick. (laughs) Hey, you floated off West Side. Come on. He's from the north. He wasn't from the south side. Okay, uh, Rich in Indian Head Park. Hi, Rich. Oh, That's our good Joe friend. Petchy. How are you? Hey, good morning, Amy. Good morning, John. What up, Joe Petchy? Nice talking to you guys. Ah, there's a lot up. <laughs> <laughs> the, one, the one thing I wanted to talk about is uh, Chicago uh, has to stop uh, uh, treating the police like they're the bad guys and uh, brainwashing these uh, the people and especially the young kids that they are. What they should be telling them is that they're to protect them and to keep them safe. But instead, they're going to take the uh, police out of the schools. They're going to uh, cancel the uh, shot spotter. They're, they're not doing anything to really keep the city safe. Yep. I mean, what's the next thing? They're going to take their guns away? Well, don't give them an idea. It's going to be like Yeah, I know. Be but like they, they don't need any ideas. They have all their own. But. But anyway, you guys have a nice day. Thank you. All right. Oh, they're going to tax the air next. Oh, yes. Tax the air we mm, breathe. You know. Because now they're taxing the – aren't they taxing the mouths or the something who? like – wasn't it a city or state that wants to tax your your, your car usage? Oh, yeah, yeah. They've been floating yeah. around. The yeah. mile usage, yeah. Instead of tolls. Right. But they're never going to get rid of the toll system. No. Wasn't that yeah, – that was just – yeah. It's going to be great. Um, hey, Real quick, have you ever wanted a breastfeed? Uh. That's a question. <laughs> uh, I don't even. <laughs> okay, so hospitals in the UK are now saying that breast milk from men knocked up on hormones and drugs is just as good as regular breast milk. And the medical institutions have been completely captured, I think, by this comment. So, you caught me on that one. Um, yeah, it said that mil- breast milk produced by trans women 
who were born as men is as good for babies as that produced by a mother who has given birth. How are they In a letter it? to campaigners, the University of Sussex Hospitals, NHS Trust, said that the milk produced by trans women after taking a combination of drugs is comparable to that produced following the birth of a baby. Here you wait, go. Wait, Here's wait, a man's breastfeeding for you. Here you go. Here's your visual. Wait, okay, I, okay. So okay. let's, you know, because so you guys are, are taking oh, our gosh. spots on, um, on sports teams. Uh, oh. You're buying our clothes. You're using our hairstylist, and now uh, you get to breastfeed our babies. Look at this. You hear Listen, yeah. Amy, when I say mm-hmm. I'm a man's man, I'm a man's man. Um, how, yeah. Help me understand rationally how a man who transitions well, to a woman breasts. produces. I, I get that, but there's nothing that comes out of it. Well, no, but when you start taking hormones, you can have a waterfall. Don't but is it milk? Waterfall. Yes, it's milk. No, it's not milk. It's, it's, it's milk. It's some drug-induced or created liquid. You take the study home <laughs> You have a good time with that. All right, who should we pick next? Let's go to, oh, Dave in Barrington. Hi, Dave. How are you? Good. Great. Good morning. Thanks for uh, letting me on here. Just have a quick follow-up from um, the conversation with David Kosak earlier. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm blessed to have... Uh, Four beautiful grandchildren, all under the age of uh, seven. But uh, they're over often, and we have dinner together and always have the TV off. One time we had the TV on just a couple of days ago, and it was the news. Um, I guess I'm not going to say what channel, but... You can say what channel. uh, We don't care. Well, WGN News, just we were watching, looking for the weather to see what was happening and one segment after another about shootings, killings, oh. and one thing after another, the kids put down their forks and food and stared at it, and they said, no, is this real? Is this real? They couldn't believe it. There's nothing like, you know, the honesty of um, the innocence of children. They always tell you the truth. Well, this is the last time we ever put the TV on, especially the news. It's just too terrible to watch. Yeah. All right. Well, you sound like you're an awesome grandpa to spend time and have dinner because they will remember that for the yep. rest of their lives. Trust me. I miss my grandparents every day. I think about both of them. I do too. Uh, Tim in Woodstock, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hi, Tim. Hi. Good morning, Amy. Good morning, John. Good morning. Good to hear you. Thank you. And I'm glad to hear that you didn't have that desire, uh, John. I don't <laughs> either. For the, uh, you just don't want to suck uh, a lot? Yeah, no. <laughs> Negative. Maybe I can get you a breast pump. I Those are that. fun. Negative negatron. Speaking of trans wackiness, um, is Ann Murray and her her bill. Um, You know, where the left is always going with things is that it's not enough to be neutral on something. You you have to come to a point where you actively affirm it. And and I don't even think it's enough for parents to just be neutral. I think that they should actively try to prevent their kids from doing this because we know that something like 90%, over 90% of them will grow out of it. And for her, you know, she said in that, she said that her comment on it was that this not affirming them, trans children will damage them and put them at risk for mental health issues. Well, Ms. Murray, you know, the fact that they think that they are the opposite sex, that is the mental issue right now for them. It's called gender dysphoria. Um, But I guess my main point was just that it's never... They, the left always does this. They they it, we're, they get to a point where 
it's not enough to even be neutral about something. You have to actively affirm it. Okay. And um, I think the Democrats have become an evil entity these yeah. days. Uh, it's that party. I can't. I'm left scratching my head on that one. Thanks, Tim, for the phone call. Yeah. Let's now go quickly to Chuck in Delavan. Hi, Chuck. Chuck! To close us out. Hey, thanks for Thanks for the turnkey guy mentioning my garage band again. Uh, I clean toilets, too. Hey, <laughs> uh, speaking about that breastfeeding, I don't like Nikki Haley or anything, but I'd put a baby in her if I had a chance. <laughs> last week, last week I won the first prize with my chicken chili again. Oh, good for you. Mm, and good. this Sunday, oh, let's go to church. Let's go to the Sugar Creek Lutheran at 10 a.m. in the morning. They're going to have another big chili cook-off over there. All I'm going right, to have Chuck. my Inner Mongolian prize-winning soup. All right. Thanks, Chuck. The more you listen, the more, you listen. The more you'll know. This is Chicago's Morning Answer. Morning Answer. On AM 560, The Answer. Thanks for listening to Chicago's Morning Answer podcast sponsored by Signature Bank. Signature Bank takes pride in helping customers grow their business and provide unmatched banking expertise, custom financial solutions, and the industry's best technology. So whether you're a business looking for a deposit relationship or needs a ready source of financing, Signature Bank is the right bank for you. Call today at 773-467-5600 to hear how Signature Bank can help your business grow and thrive. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender.